All right, we're on. We're recording. What's up? How are you? What's going on? Good, man. Just trying to survive on no sleep, but we're good. I uh, I put a post up the other day about uh, feeling like I'm getting back to normal. Yeah. And I said something in my post about how my feelings are coming back. And I don't know if some people took it like a weird way. And some guys wrote, it's because the trend's coming out. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. Um, but I want to, I guess I want to ask, like, are you, now that you're not prepping anymore, you feel like you're getting back to normal? Cause like certain things I noticed to get back to normal. Like last night I yeah. slept, I think I only woke up once to take a piss. I slept like fucking 10 hours. I'm peeing less. I'm, I'm still drinking a ton, but I'm not for some reason. I think when I'm leaner, I, I pee more, right? I just. Is it because we drink more or is it just something in our body because we're more no, efficient? I'm still, I'm still drinking because of my kidney thing. I'm still making sure I'm like pounding water. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just holding it on my face now. It's not coming out of me. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. Face just, my face is just ballooning with the water intake. But um, I feel more stable. I feel happier. Um, it's, it's really difficult. I'm, because everything's changed all at once, I don't know what's causing the, you know, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I feel less stressed this week than I did last week and the week before that, but then I don't know whether that's because of the drugs fade, like with the reduction in the cycle, or whether we're just more stable with the baby, and that was stressing me. Uh, too many things happen at once for me to gauge, you know? Yeah. You've been pretty constant in that you just stop prepping and you're... Yeah. Home yeah. life hasn't changed too much, right? I, I can't really gauge it. Well, I'm like, it's a few things. I noticed, like, obviously, so our dog, our dog passed away a couple of days ago, and I said to my wife, I said, I'm glad, and I don't, know, I don't know if this sounds bad. I don't think it does, but I said, I'm glad it didn't happen while I was in the middle of prep. And not because of me, not because, oh, it would have interrupted my prep. I wouldn't have been able to have been there for her. Like, I would have been, like, dead inside. I would have been like, oh, why are you crying? Like, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's definitely a lack of empathy when I'm prepping. Yeah. When I'm, I kind of, I call it chemically castrating myself. Yeah. Um, you, you can't chemically castrate emotional empathy. And, or, I mean, I'm pretty bad even when I'm not running the big cycle. I, I lack sympathy and empathy. I'm like, I know, I'm not the greatest either, but at least like. It gets worse when I'm in a prep, right? At least when I'm not prepping, it's like I'm, I can be human. Yeah, because like I got, I got busted up crying because she was crying, but I was able to be there for her. You know, like, you know, you're just there for her, rubbing her back and like getting her fucking whatever she needs and making her food and like, I would have been totally fucking the opposite if I was dieting. So that was one thing I was like, you know, I'm happy. So, just going back to what we're saying, like that's one thing I noticed for sure is like your emotions start to come back, and I don't think it's as much a trend like as we talked about. I always talk about the anti-estrogens. I think it's the anti-estrogens that fucking. The trend makes you like the trend makes you like edgy and angry and shit, but the yeah. uh, but the anti-estrogens take away all my like sympathy, the, the, sympathy. Yeah, the AIs numb me. You know, I yeah. go numb. Yeah, like, yeah but fuck it. It can everything can wait. I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Whereas yeah. the trend makes me like, yeah, like you say, a bit more highly strong. Yeah, but yeah, definitely get that. So I think the uh, I think the. The emotions are back because of that. I think like my estrogen levels are probably up a little bit. Um, but uh, also my sleep. Like the sleep is the one thing I noticed the most. Like mm-hmm. I was sleeping four hours a night. I was getting up every fucking hour to piss. Now I'm like, you know, like last night I slept eight to ten hours. I was great. Yeah. Sorry, the baby's going. It's okay. 
I love you. Bye. Um, so yeah, it's just, it feels good to get back to like, it, it's such a shitty thing in bodybuilding that you can't look your best unless you feel like shit. Yeah. I always say that like to, to from the outside perspective, when they're looking at you on stage, I'm like, you look your best, but you're the, I like you look your, like the epitome of health and fitness, right? Yeah. Is the bodybuilder on stage. That's the worst. That's the point where your health is at its worst, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you look your best, but you're literally fucked. What I'm trying to find now is I want to get to a place, you know, that, you know, that like four to four to eight week mark where you're like, mm. everything's clicking and you're really productive, but you're not dead at all. You're really still active and like feel good. Yeah. I'm trying to get back there. I, I'm kind of getting there at the minute cause I'm on the way out. Right. So yeah, you've done a, you've done a much better job than I have of not. But you've had, you had like anniversaries and then this and that and the birthdays and things come up, right? Yeah, it's also because I was depressed. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a break here. I know you are, like... but I just got to be honest. I just got to be honest. I was like bummed out about the show and I fucking stuffed my face for two weeks. So yeah. I posted some progress photos like last week or whatever, a couple of days ago. They're not bad. Like I don't feel like total dog shit, but it's just, I, I'm trying to get back to that, that place where you're like, you know, I'm going to have one cheat meal a week. It's going to be a homemade cheat meal. I just, I have, I have trouble. I have trouble. Like I'm, you know, I'm like the average person. Like people think we're different, but we're not like the average person has trouble getting in shape because they don't have a reason to. And I'm not say I find I'm very very difficult because there's no date. Yeah. Right. I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to make progress right now. But I'm like, there's no like yeah to this point. So I'm trying to create little markers in my head that I can say like I'm going to do in the Olympia. And I know when I go to the Olympia, I've got a ton of video shoots and photos. So I'm like, okay, right. That's my that's my yeah. little thing to stay on point because I had, I sat here last night. Oh no, the night before, and I was like. I had my rest day, which is super low food. And then I've gone into a back day, which is really heavy. Yeah. And my appetite, my appetite went through the fucking roof. So yeah. I'm like laying here on my recliner because Denise and the baby were in bed. So about eight o'clock, they go to bed and I come out here and I do work. Yeah. And then I start winding down and I hit my vape a little bit and I'm like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> like I want a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. And then I did have extra food. So Patrick's going to kill me. Um, but I made like a bowl of oats, right? <laughs> That that's, was not my, bad. that's not bad. <laughs> well, so I was like, but they didn't t- it didn't do anything. No. It, was clean, like, it no. just went boom through me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so I'm like, tried to get to sleep, tried to go to sleep. So I wasn't hungry again. I'm like, I know I can just, because I've got a stepson who's eight. Yeah. Right. So there's fucking junk. Like if I'm at home, right, oh, when I'm single, just, yeah. there's nothing in the house, right? So it doesn't matter if I want to cheat. I have to cheat on chicken and rice, right? That's if I want to have another meal. There, there's fucking candy. everything. Yeah. It's that cupboard in there is stacked. Did you get into and it? I'm like, no, I had. Don't lie. I had almond butter. I put extra almond butter in the oats, and then that's I was not, like, "That's not bad." I was like, and then I put a scoop of this like cacao powder in it for some sweetness. That was it. I'm like, yeah. Well, it was rough. I I took myself to bed because, but the mindset. I'm having to battle that mindset. Like it's not an easy switch. And for the first time, I'm fighting because ordinarily I'd have been a fucking wading through pizza. Is that why these people? Is that why people do these transformation challenges and shit just to give themselves like a deadline and just to give themselves a date and a goal? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Like, 
I, again, I have it with clients who are non-competitive clients, where they have like these little, oh, I have a wedding, I have a, and I'm like, I don't fucking dying for a wedding, because I, but I've done it for a stage, so to me, it's, it's different, yeah. It's different, but these guys never want to get on stage, so they create their stages, the wedding, or the, the wedding, or the beach, yeah, or whatever, and, yeah. And, I can see, yeah, exactly, the beach. I'm like, I don't want a fucking diet to walk around the beach because I'm just going to get, a f- yeah. I'm going to end up bloating out. Like, if I do a diet for a all-inclusive holiday, I go all-inclusive when I do holidays, right? Because I don't yeah. want to, yeah. I'm a big foodie. Yeah. Well, the worst thing for me, I found out, is dieting for it. <laughs> because if I go there in an off-season, yeah. I just chill and I eat nice. Pig out and have fun, my yeah. body, My body stays pretty stable. If yeah. I go and almost do like a prep, into an all-inclusive holiday it's chaos and i'm sure i figured this out my blood pressure gets worse like my water retention my body just goes it's one extreme to the other so i've learned now fuck that just just be normal just coasting you know don't try and be shredded on the beach just for the sake of being on the fucking beach for a half a day because by tomorrow morning, I'm going to be a fucking whale again. Yeah. I better get all the pictures on the beach on day one, morning yeah. one, yeah. Before, bre- before fucking breakfast, because I'm eating pancakes and going in. Right? So I'm literally yeah. dieting for 12 weeks to go on holiday for a two-hour window to get some pictures on the beach, yeah. and then I'm turning to a fat stop again anyway. I'm not yeah. doing it. Fuck that. Yeah. What's with, the, be- what's with the, the Scoopy beanie hat doing? What's going on with there? Is that like, uh, are, you, are you hot sitting in your house or not? Not right now. No? I'm okay. No, I've I got can't, all the I always want to get one of those. I can't pull that off. Well, this is uh, my new supplement. Oh, that's an AP. It's, it's an AP one, yeah. So oh, they, bunch of, yeah that's pretty, that's cool. pretty fucking uh, trendy that's of them. Cool. Yeah, they got some cool swag, as the kids <laughs> would say. <laughs> Uh, I feel, I feel like such a dad saying like, "Oh, they got some sweat." I feel like an old man now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm now in the next generation because I'm a father. You're you know? a father now, yeah. You're no longer fucking young and hip. Yeah. Um. So what's going on? What am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? I gotta, I gotta get back on track. You're the coach. I started coaching, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell, I'll tell you why. So. Uh, you know, people who, people who talk about coaches all the time, like, oh, it's cookie cutter, this cookie cutter, that every diet, every coach I know has templates for diets for guys for a certain weight or a certain goal or body or workouts for a certain, like a guy's got lagging legs, that guy's got lagging back, whatever. I don't have any templates anymore. Yeah. My, my last computer that had all my files, I dumped a fucking shaker cup full of water into it and it, and it got fucked. So yeah. I didn't, I lost all my files. So this whole week I got a bunch of clients uh, sign on and this whole week I've been creating new templates. So these people that have signed on are actually getting like custom diets because they're the, because <laughs> they're the first ones. <laughs> oh yeah. And they're actually, they're, I'm actually working on these ones. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like you work on all of them, but like, you know how yeah. it is. Like if you do a diet for a guy who weighs 220 pounds, and he's like, I want to get to 200 pounds. Yeah. There's a lot of those guys that sign on. So yeah, they, they, yeah. All, they all start with the, the, the template and then everybody changes after the first week. If I've got 10 guys, most of them are eating chicken and fucking rice at meal two and meal yeah. four, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the amounts might differ and if they have intolerances here and there, but yeah, the, the, you can, if all of my clients started talking, the, their plans are very, they, 
they have a similar system. Yeah, but that's, that's my okay. system. But that's okay with me. That's it's like, yeah. Not a, it's not a cookie cutter. A cookie cutter is if I just go, I'm not changing, I'm just going to give you what I gave him, which is not what we do, right? We that's just go, right. okay, this is my template set up. This is how I like doing my pre intra post. So you're all going to follow the same system. Yeah. And then we tweak, we tweak per person. That's right. That's right. You change the amounts or somebody doesn't like chicken. They like steak or somebody. Yeah. So there is a level of customization, but there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's also, there's a system in a, in a, in a overall template that goes into it. And we have our guest. Has oh, come on. Did he make it? He got a, a different, oh, we got a different white got. guy. We got a different white guy. <laughs> How are you? Hey, man. Good. We had uh, we were supposed to. James was supposed to be on, and then James wasn't on. So I was like, "Who's the next white guy that I know that can replace him?" <laughs> so. I'm the, I'm the next guy, yeah. yeah. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just ate some food. Dude, I saw your your side quarter turn that you put up today. Is your chest like doubled in size? It looks it looks that way, kind of. What yeah. are, What are you guys Hi. doing? Hi, Hi, Melissa. Hi. Um. Can I, uh, can I ask what is, cause I saw Patrick write something about you guys doubling up on chess. So what are you guys doing that are, that's helping so much? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a lot more methodical with the, t the training, like exercise selection, the volume is very like based day to day. Like we're using the volume really more as like the factor for pushing weight loss instead of like cardio or food. But then I'm also hitting it twice a week. So I'm doing it on like a chest day with triceps. And then I do shoulders with some chest as well. Okay. So, um, but like just tons of, you know, uh, upper chest movements, lots of intensifiers, um, just, I mean, trained it hard and pushing it good with, with proper movements. Yeah. Were you always doing chest twice a week or is this now a new thing? I, I did before in 2018, uh, for, between the, for the 2018 Olympia when I was working with Jansen and my chest surprisingly looked also really good at the 2018 Olympia. So yeah. I don't know why the fuck I stopped doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Really working. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's obviously working really, really well. I mean, I, I find now like even. I maintain like a lot more fullness, like way through much throughout the week, like getting more blood in there more often. Right. So, yeah. Do you find, so, do you find, I know a lot of guys, sorry, Ben, I know a lot of guys don't do any decline movements. Are you doing more decline stuff or no? Not a ton. Like I'll do, I'll do like dips and stuff like that. And, and yeah. some like war flies and stuff. But I mean, for the most part, I honestly like in my chest workout, I'll do say if I'm doing five movements on the main chest day, like four of them will be incline movements. Yeah. I do more incline um, too. Yeah, like I'll do like an incline machine or barbell press, like an incline dumbbell press, some kind of incline fly, and maybe like a flat fly of some sort, dips, whatever. Um, and then on the other day, I'll do like an incline fly, uh, pullovers, uh, stuff like that, you know? So, but I, I remember reading a Dorian Ace article where he was saying how decline press is probably the most underrated press of all the benching movements. Yeah. So I'm like, and I, I, remember, I have thrown it into my workouts lately. It does feel really good. Yeah. If you're on too much of a decline, you just get a whole bunch of fucking tricep. But if you're on like a really slight decline, you get a, you get a lot of chest. So I'm wondering why more guys don't do that shit. Yeah, no, I, I used to do quite a bit of it. Maybe I should start incorporating more in because I think that might be some of the part, like, especially on my like front double, when I lift my arms up, that's, I think, where I lack a lot. The like, meat I, there, yeah. I know a lot more, like, and you can see on the pictures I posted today, like doing the side chest and side try. I have a lot more of a shelf now yeah. uh, for doing all the incline movements. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to throw in a couple of decline would never be a bad idea. But I find I hit it pretty good with the pullovers and with the uh, and with the dips and stuff. So I am getting some. But yeah, throwing in some decline once in a while might not be a bad idea. The main problem I see with people who de who do a lot of decline usually it's beginners who do decline or hi, how are you? Fuck, we got a celebrity household over there. What's going on? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a whole bunch of fucking pros in one house. What's going on? Yeah. 
We had two, had two, Olymp two Olympia winners and four yeah. pros all in one house. Yeah. What the fuck? So basically, Ian, you got to win the Mr. Olympia and Melissa's got to win the figure Olympia. And then you guys are all set. You guys just have like a house full of Olympia winners. Yeah. If I, if I come worse than 12th at the Olympia this year, I'm the worst pro in the house. <laughs> so even if I keep 13th at the Olympia this year, I'm the worst pro in my own like little unit, you know? <laughs> what does that feel? Is it uh, like, do you guys realize that or no? You guys don't recognize that. Your, you guys probably all just feel normal, obviously, but I like. Mean, we, joke, we joke about it and shit. And we obviously know it's not normal. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it is, it's our reality. So it's like not something you think about a ton. I guess when, I guess when people say stuff like, you know, you're, you are your surroundings. You are, you are who you surround yourself with. It's kind of like. You they're guys like are the they're like the Kardashians of bodybuilding. Like they're all like <laughs> mega, mega pretty famous. But like the Kardashians, <laughs> you guys. She'll take it. She likes that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it. Uh, I just wonder though. Like, you guys got to market that shit. Imagine like the thing you could you could. There's got to be something you can create out of that. You got a house fucking full of. Olympia winners. I mean, if, if we were to do a gym or something, obviously that would be like the four of us together, and that's the way we would kind of go with it. Yeah. Uh, just, so, yeah. just don't do. Just don't go the. Don't go the sex change route. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't go that route. The Kardashian thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, definitely not. <laughs> so we're gonna. Uh, I want to. I want to do this real quick. Just to show everybody what we're talking about. So this is your. Did you see? Did you guys see Ian's side chest? <laughs> Patrick posted a good one too. He's tagged in there, right? Uh, yes. He posted the other side, so I posted the. Oh, look at Ian. We got to see both sides. He's like, it's not good enough that you're showing everybody the one side. And you got a back <laughs> shot there too. I never really have back shots up. Uh, it's good though. No, it does look a lot. I can't believe this is what you look like at fucking seven weeks out. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, more important, I'm getting better for sure. Like from a muscularity and conditioning standpoint, so I'm definitely happy with it. But more importantly, where is it? <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> where did it go? Oh, no, you are. You're passed tag, you're I passed it. Where but that's the old one. We already watched that one. Where did it go, Ian? It's down. No, you passed it. You went by it. Where is it? Down, down, down. Oh, there it is. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see? <laughs> I've been getting. even say without fucking laughing now. I've been getting tagged in fucking deadlift shit. Oh all, my god, man! Every up. every deadlift video that goes up, I get tagged in. Like, hey, did you yeah. see my deadlift? <laughs> you see, yes. um, this the, the whole this whole podcast creates such a lot of drama. Like, a guy had to put up a video and then take a he took a video down because he was getting hounded by the rack full shit again, or some no, the meadow a meadows row, and he put this big thing up because he basically got attacked. Yeah, by, so so guy did a he, i think he deleted it now yeah he took it he took it down he said so many down, people yeah. were like giving him shit about it so guy did a, before we go before we go on to that i just want to look at this real quick this is actually really impressive you're fucking yeah ben is three weeks post show three weeks post show what's your weight here uh, 259 this morning. Okay, this is the, 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 the impressive part is not that you filled out. I mean, that's good and everything. The impressive part is that you've maintained like yeah, a, yeah. a three, uh, like a four to six week out yeah. conditioning and you have no show, no nothing. No, like, I'm it, fucking starving, but it's fine. I'm just saying it's really impressive. I don't know man. why. I, cause I, I sent him the video this, well, this morning. Um, and he, I just looked at him, I'm like, why did he put the one on the far left? It's just me chill. Like, I hadn't even started posing yet. I just stood there. 
because it looks good. No, it looks good. You can, you can see the full. You can see the fullness of the muscle and shit. Like it's whatever he's doing with you is working. Yeah. You, you look a lot better yeah. now. Like pre pre show, you look better now than you did before your show. Like, like really oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I, my, my calories are uh, four thousand seven hundred on a training day, but they're two thousand on a. Yeah, I'm forty seven hundred on a training day. I got to start following that program. And then, but I have two twenty one hundred on a rest day. So rest days fucking suck. Like I'm starving. Yeah, but it's but keeping me tight. It's keeping me sensitive. I was and gonna, it's working. So. I was gonna say that's why you don't look like shit. So guy took his thing. Go back to the guy sister Nino thing. He took it down, uh, Ben. I believe so. Yeah, he did. It was a Meadows row he was doing. And then I think he caught shit for this. Yeah, <laughs> but it's below the knee. Like that's okay. Yeah, I just would just. I don't like the bouncing of it, but I mean, it's a fine thing. Like, yeah, I don't bounce, but I mean, his back it, looks great. The, so it's like the point. The point being is like people were like how you said Ian, everyone was just tagging you in deadlift stuff, but in a positive way, like in a funny way. People were doing it to guy, and really, they were like, well, that's considering he, he's he, a he, vet and been around a while. You know, he's been doing this for a long yeah, time. But I think it's because he did. He was just doing the movement wrong, right? Yeah. Like the Meadows row is 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 John's movement. It's done like one specific way. Yeah. And what Guy should have wrote was because Guy knows how to do it, but he was trying something different. And what he should have wrote was, "I'm doing a variation of the Meadows row." row variation. Yeah. Yeah. Then nobody would have fucking my, said anything. My, my version of a Meadows row, like blah yeah. blah, tried out. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's a bunch of like kids attacking him that have no muscle, and I'm like. Hey, uh, guy's an Olympian, a 212 Olympian, but you know, I'm like, how oh, you can give this guy shit? For this it. is what I realized about the podcast. Everybody listening feels like we're all bros. Yeah. So when we make fun of each other, we're actually <laughs> friends. <laughs> we're actually friends, so it's okay. So they're like, well, I'm friends with you guys too, so fuck you. And they start making fun <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah. like, so we gotta, you just gotta take it because it's like the take the good with the bad, right? Yeah. So, so seven weeks out from the Olympia, what are you yep. thinking, man? How do you think, what do you think you're, what do you think? Who's there? What's going on? Do you know if the guys are flying in from overseas? I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know as much as you guys do. I mean, you're not, but you're talking to anybody or no? Because I talked to Nathan Diasha and he was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I can get over. He's like, we're going to try. He's going to try and get to Kuwait like before they. Well, I thought he wasn't even planning to make a stab at it. No, he, I talked to him two days ago and uh, he said he was going to try and get to Kuwait before they locked down flights out of the UK. And if he gets to Kuwait, then I think he said he can get to get for, get to the U.S. from there. Yeah. yeah, you have to go via somewhere else. You can't come from Europe. Basically. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who shows up. Because man, if I was looking at the list, because I'm trying to do this Olympia series for the podcast, and there's a lot of people that are com- coming in from like internationally. Yeah, you know, like Raphael, Nathan, fucking James, and I'm like, if all these people can't come, like Ian's going to end up in fourth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, didn't the Olympia a while ago made some post saying that they could get people over? So I don't know if they were speaking out their yeah. fucking ass or like what that was, but um, I don't know what they were referring to in that. I mean, I, I'd hope they could do, like, obviously they can only do what's within their power. I mean, like, there's going to be bureaucratic restrictions that they can't get past, but, um, you know, it would be good if everyone could get over, obviously. Yeah. Do you know if you guys know if Sean Roden opted out or if he's <laughs> not, al- not allowed again? Because I, I saw someone post a video about this where he was doing an interview recently, and I didn't, I didn't watch it. But because I was under the impression that he was allowed now, but he decided not to. I wonder why he would decide not to. 
Yeah, maybe I should have him on the podcast and ask him about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I got a lot of questions here. You guys want to get to some of them? Sure. All right. I don't know how many. I put this up late, so I don't know how many questions we got. But like in Seinfeld, have you ever had a sexual move that you gave, you've given to a friend? And what was the result from them, for them? Do you have like a move? Suggested. Yeah, do you have a move? Or do you guys have a move? No, ben, do you have, ben, Ben's a freak. Do you have a move? Oh, why am I a freak? I don't know I'm a lazy freak. Because, you're friends, with, because you're friends with Luke. And <laughs> Luke used to always say, like, when, we, when something really, like, gross came don't, up. Wait a don't minute. tell me with the same fucking brush as Luke. <laughs> when something really <laughs> fucked up on the podcast would come up, he'd be like, I got a friend who's done that. And I always assumed it was you. <laughs> or he was referring to himself. Yeah. 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 Like, I got so, a friend, I, you know. Yeah. I'm going to deny that one and say he's just literally skirting around it and referring to himself. Yeah. Um, a move. A move. I don't know. I got a move, but I don't want to fucking talk about it on the podcast. I'm like, my fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's not a podcast. You're just talking to us. Yeah, I know. No, I, let's, I'm going to leave this one out. I don't have any good specific moves I want to pass along. Um, All right. Is there a move that you wouldn't, that you've tried that is like a don't fucking do that again? I can't think of one right now. I mean, it's very person-dependent, right? Because you can try and move with one girl and she loves it. Yeah. And then you slap another girl and you get a knee in the bollocks. <laughs> and like, oh, shit. I did the spitting thing once. That didn't go over very well. Didn't go well? No. Don't most spit. Girls, Don't spit. Most girls, most girls I've dated, and I'm saying dated, not married. <laughs> okay, so this is pre-marriage. Most of the girls I dated were down for the spitting slapping abuse okay wait when you say spitting are you saying like because there's versions of spit like are you saying spit in their face spit in their mouth spit on their box face down their throat yeah i think spitting on the box goes over well i think spitting in the face is like nah and i think spitting in the mouth is iffy it's almost like there's a there's like a high there's like a high medium low it's like yeah but no but mine's mine's different i think spitting in the mouth is less than spitting in the face like spitting in the eyes the worst. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm but, saying. No, but, but the throat, the throat is a bit more like it's less. That's what, that's what I'm saying. There's like, like a high, there's like a high medium, yeah. level, right? So the worst one. Yeah, so there, there, the worst there. one is. <laughs> yeah, like worst is in the face or the eyes. Worst, yeah. Not bad. bad. The body that's okay. The yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Top yeah, down. So, spit, yeah, spitting anywhere beneath the neck is, I think, acceptable. Yeah. Is it ever? Is spitting ever good though? What do you mean? I'd like they're all like this is from here down is acceptable. This is like okay, and this uh, is this is bad. But are no, they? Do you think it does anything for the girl though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's like, it's what I mean. very person dependent. Very person. <laughs> but but girls with the, love that shit for sure. Right, and with the right girl, when you spit in her mouth, it does nothing for me. But the reaction you get is so the reaction is what does it. Yeah. Because yes. you spit in her mouth and you just see her eyes up and you're like, you're fucking nasty, but cool. <laughs> I think spitting on the box does something for them. Yeah, for sure. That could be just my manly that, like. That's pretty standard, though. Yeah. But it's the same the other way around. No, right? I don't mean I don't mean spitting on a box to get ready to put your shit junk in there. I mean like spitting on it before you're gonna do like to take care of them. Yeah, yeah. Just being like completely filthy, yeah. right? But then it's the same the other way around. If I get a girl giving me head and she's just like doing it conventional, or if she, she spits gets, on, if she spits on it, you're like, I'm like, oh, you're into this. Like you, <laughs> you're, you're enjoying this too. <laughs> It's show, it's showing the enjoyment from the, the other side. What if a girl what if a yeah. girl spit in your face? What would you do? 
No, I guess she's getting an elbow back. <laughs> she's getting this. She's getting that. I'm down for I that. I'm down for a spit in the face. No, depends no, how. Do, depends how. I can't do. I can't do pinching either. So no like a, pinching. There, there are some I'm, girls that like their nipples being touched. Right? If a girl touches my nipples, I get the fuck off of me. Yeah, like, that's a. You can't do that to a bodybuilder. I'd be okay with spitting in the mouth, but yeah, in my in my actual face, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't fucking spit on me. <laughs> it depends yeah. how. It depends how it was done. It depends how it was done. Yeah. yeah, I can. I could take the mouth. I could if we were like, but if she pulled back and just in my face, I'd be like, out. Yeah, I like get out. I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish this shit myself. Leave. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's okay. It depends on the. I think it's okay. I mean, if if it's if it's done in a demeaning way, then yeah, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right? it's just like. <laughs> I mean, I mean. How do you how do you spit in someone's face in a non-demeaning way though? Well, I'm not going right? to. Are you choking not... their hair and spitting their face at the same time? No, but it depends yeah. if they're saying something while they're doing it. Right? Yeah, the context matters. If sure. they say the right thing before they spit, yeah, or after they spit, it makes the spit okay. So if she not... says you're a she she says you're a piece of shit and spits in your face. <laughs> That's not going to go over well. <laughs> and you're fully clothed. Actually, actually, that might go over well. I like really? a little. I like a little bit of fight back. Yeah. yeah, but not if you're not if you're both fully clothed in public. No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. No, I'm. Uh, it, pain for me is out too. Like yeah. the whole hot wax bullshit yeah, and right. fucking like whips and shit. I, dude, I, I left a girl's house once. Yeah. She pulled. She pulled. She did the whip thing. I'm like, I'm fucking out. Peace. Like, <laughs> fuck off. I was like, fuck this shit. Did you leave the collar on though? <laughs> yeah, I walked out with the mask on. He kept the whole game suit on. Just walked out. I was like, "Fuck this! I'm leaving." And the whole fucking <laughs> keeping the fucking hood. Fuck you, it's fine. No, I. Uh, yeah, pain is out. What about food? You guys do food? I've never really. You've never done food. I'm not a multitasker, man. I've got a. I've done you know, food. No, I'm eating. I'm not doing both. Like real food or like sexual food that's like made for that kind of Bo- shit? Both. <laughs> both. <laughs> I can't think if I've done any food. I've included, I've included oatmeal before for fuck's sakes. Oatmeal? Oatmeal. Hey, you're really getting hungry these fucking I didn't say it was Now I'm just picturing who had weighing out like 80 grams of oats and eating it out of his fucking wife's box. I'm like fucking having a weird... Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. Was this before you came out with your intro workout and now you just do a this shake? This was away? a long time ago. That's just, it was a long time ago, but yeah. There's, let, okay, okay, name, name wait, a food, wait, name wait, a food, wait, name wait, a food, name a... Wait, was it... What do you do with the oats? Oats were they just in a bowl and you just casually ate them with a spoon? Or did they get involved? Did they actually get involved and you put them on body parts? And- I'm I'm not gonna tell you the rest. Anyway, so yeah, it was cooked. So it was cooked. Yeah, I didn't eat. Not, wait, I've just got a like, vision in my head. Like she's you'll never, you'll you're, never. Wait, 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 doggy style, and you're using her as a table. So as you're eating- <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm picturing. I picture you like a real like eating like you know. You're not you're not far you're not far off. You're not far off. <laughs> was this like regular quick oats, or did you at least get some like apple cinnamon Quaker? No, it wasn't. It wasn't, like, it wasn't steel cut. It was like instant. Like just it put them instant. in. Yeah. No. Anyway, listen. So, name a food you've used during sex. Well, I can't even think if I've used any. Really? Does ice count? I like peanut butter, oats, cookies. Wait, isn't, isn't, cookies. Isn't peanut- 
You're just talking about good foods that you eat when you're watching a movie, though. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're, you're, just getting frisky, you're just getting frisky during the fucking Netflix and incorporating the food at the same time here. Sometimes they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. Um, That's a good one. So, what else? Pain food. What else are we missing? What about peeing and pe- like? No. I'm. I'm not in. I'm not down for in that. In the shower, I've done that. I peed on my wife in the shower. I've tried it, and I went. I don't get it. She didn't know I was peeing on her. I just did I it. I, I just did it because I. I wouldn't care about being peed on, really, but like when you're getting into shit and stuff, I'm not down with that. Okay, well, I would never let anybody pee on me in like dry in a bed. Like if I was in a shower and a girl is like, "I want to pee on you," oh, and it was yeah. like, a, I'd be like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." I mean, like not. Right, on my... It's not doing it. It's not like doing it. Like when they do it, I'm like, I'm not getting turned on by it. Yeah, like, it doesn't do hey, anything. That's cool. Can I wash it off now? Thanks. No, I did it like more like as a as like an immature little fucking idiot. I just wanted to like I wanted to like I peed on her leg without her knowing. Just to say I did it. I was like, oh, so you went banging her and then just pulled no. Her. <laughs> 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 fucking soaked her. Yeah. No, you know what? Man. I do have a I do have a friend, and I mean this in not the Luke way. I like I have a friend who's another person, not me, who would go to Thailand, and apparently I never witnessed it. I just got told, and he confirmed it. So this is what he did. He'd get with these like Thai massage girls, and he'd lay under a glass table and have them shit on it. Oh, jeez! I mean, not on him, but it's on the table. You and Luke have the weirdest fucking friends. I'm like, you can pay for almost anything in Thailand. Hey, fucking hell! I don't know. Yeah, I I see people do the shit thing, and I'm like, how is that? That doesn't do anything. Like nothing. At least the pee, like the the golden shower thing. I'm like. I could kind of see that. I don't like it myself, but I could kind of understand it. That that I that I could kind of get down with the, the shitting and shitting on tables and fuck that. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. Have you ever tried? Oh, look at the next question. <laughs> have, have you ever tried getting pegged, regardless of you? Yes or no? Do you think you'd enjoy it? No, I don't. No. Uh, I think a, I think a tickle is different than a than a full peg. I commented on this, by the way. Did you really? <laughs> I said, don't knock it until you try no, it. No, but can't No, I, okay, I, <laughs> fucking hell, this is bollocks because my dad watches this. Um, so, yes, I've tried it, but not like a full on, like, I'm talking like. Like a finger. The, like a finger. Yeah, and I'm like, that works for me. I'm, I'm, yeah, but I'm, that's like, what, I'm down with that. That's, but that's what I'm I mean cool. by a tickle. I but think if, you're, cool. if you're putting on like a nine inch fucking. Drop on, just fucking going to town, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? So, uh, you're okay with it, the size matters. Like if it's too big. <laughs> yeah, if it's eight inches, right. it's okay. But nine, that's his limit. <laughs> oh, no. Where's your Where's yeah. your border? And also, it also depends whether I'm off season or not. If I'm in a prep, there's a bit more room in that. You know, there's oh. some more room to play around with. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> off yeah, season. I'm gonna tell you something really gross. Can I? That's how I judge how lean I am. What? Well, how many times you shit in? No, when I'm in the shower and I'm washing my ass, I'm like. If I if I if I have if I have to struggle to get to my crack, I'm like I'm fat. I gotta get. Because <laughs> you know when you get when you get shredded, it's like open. It's easy. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just there's no it's just open. Yeah. So I'm like that's. So, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about it. So no, I said to my wife one day, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's fucking. This is how I just I just I don't know why it hit me this year after 20 years. I'm like. This is how I know when I'm lean. Yeah. My, yeah, it's just open. Yeah. <laughs> not the actual, like, I mean, anyway. I mean, it's still tight, right? It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> the hole's not open. The crack, okay, okay, the crack okay, okay, is... okay. I have to clarify. I'm like, uh, we diet differently. 
this show's fucking gone off the rails fuck um <laughs> no uh yeah i'm okay with the tickle not with the, the peg what's his name luke used to say all the time that he was jealous of his friends friends i don't know if it was him but he said he was, it was probably talking about friends. he said he was jealous of his friends because they used to do it but he didn't enjoy it himself but he was jealous because they would always tell him how good it was hmm. and i, I was a, i always assumed it was you i have no i have a better analogy actually well maybe but not i'm not into the full on like, like hold me down and hump me thing with it right but i have the same analogy with spicy food right because I can't do really hot food and yeah. I feel like I'm missing out on really good like curries and spicy food because I can't tolerate it. I don't feel like I I'm missing out. You feel I like you're missing out? Like, yeah, I feel like uh, we see people in the heart. You know what I mean? Like they're eating like a good yeah. old spicy meal and you're like, that looks like they're having fun with it, but I have it and my whole fucking face lights on fire and it sucks. Yeah, I've never had that because I don't like spicy. Like I like, well, there's, we have to make a distinction. I don't like hot food but I don't mind spicy food, but not too spicy, like in the middle, right? But I've never but, been like, I've never been my, like. My sister will go into a restaurant and she'll ask for their hottest dish and she'll add, ask them to add spice to it. I enjoy and, they, and they always ask like, double check, are you sure? But like, she'll go in and the whole menu is open to her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go into an Indian like takeaway and I'm like, oh, yeah. I can only eat like the first three dishes and the others might taste really good, but I can't touch them because yeah. they're off. They're off my radar, you know? I guess I know what you mean. I actually have been to an India restaurant before and been like, I wish I could eat. Some of that stuff looks really good, but I won't order yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I, I wish I did a non-spicy version of that because it looks good, but I can't eat it. It's, it's weird that we got to Indian food from pegging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the two really don't go together. <laughs> don't do one after the other. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you can't. Yeah, actually, either which way is going to suck, right? Yeah, both ways is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, on this topic, what about, what about tongues and food stuff in there? Oh, yeah. 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 That's, my, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get some peanut butter down there. Get some peanut butter down there. <laughs> peanut butter's going. No, they don't, get they don't go together. They don't go together. They don't go together. Get the, oat, get the oats down <laughs> there. Once, yeah. he really, once he gets really lean, so he can get really deep oh in that ass crack. He's taking that up with peanut butter. <laughs> okay. this, way gets the, this way gets the instant because he hasn't got to cook them because there's enough body right. temperature you know, you, know, you know sometimes we talk on this podcast and you don't realize what's happening and then you realize you've just made a permanent joke for the rest of your life that will always stay with you yeah that's what happened just now Fuck. Yeah, you, you were packing oats in your ass and no that's not <laughs> <laughs> alright let's no the food is separate from the ass let's oh. just make that <laughs> distinction now okay that's fucked up okay <laughs> Uh, would you rather fight 2,000 squirrels or Mike Tyson? Nah, kind of silly. What do you think? The squirrel. Two thousand. That's a lot. That's you're gonna get fucking clawed up pretty good. I'd rather just get fucking one hit. I'd rather get knocked out. This is yeah. like the Luke thing with the ducks and the bear, and I'm like, I'd rather just eat get eaten by the duck because I'm gonna get killed either way. Yeah, I'd, I'd take Tyson. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'd let Tyson knock me out, and I'd just be fucking out. Yeah, what about the rock? Actually, what about the rock? Yeah, by a thousand scratches by the squirrel, so fuck that shit. I'd rather fight the rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you try and like kiss him or something. I'd, try, try, I'd ask <laughs> him if they want to go to eat. Or there something. with an ass lather full of peanut butter and say, hey, rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, Ben's the pegging guy, not me. Remember? You're the oat, yeah, but you're the oat guy. Yeah, my, you're, my, the, you're, the eight, you're the eight inches, not nine. <laughs> so, all right. 
exercise intensity and frequency for muscle gains, please. That's way too vague. Uh, who would win a Royal Rumble match between everyone who's ever been on Bodybuilding and Bollocks podcast, and why would Guy Cicernino be the first one to be eliminated? <laughs> <laughs> That's you see, you see, Guy gets fucking shit on. Yeah, yeah. you know why? Because usually the loudest guy is the guy that people want to attack yeah, the most. Guy. <clears throat> um, who would win in a Royal Rumble match? I have a feeling James would be hard to beat. Yeah, James is mm. is a tough one to beat. Yeah. He'd be just like a boulder. Like, he'd be hard to fucking move. He's just too mentally, like, you know. If we're including Luke, which we should, because he is the original bodybuilding bollocks. I would anyone say, who's been on the show, so yeah. I would, say Luke, I would say Luke would be the hardest to beat. Luke and James, I, I'd like to see. That'd be good. Yeah. The thing with James is that he'd, like, he'd be half dead and he'd still be coming out. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, give like, the like, I'd be like, okay, my arm's broken, my leg's broken, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I know, I know when to call it quits. Those two would be like, who just keep coming at you. Like, fucking enough already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, guy would, would Guy be the first one eliminated? Who has been... I mean, in the three of us, we've had, I've had Nick on. Nick Walker would be good, too. Seth. Seth's been on here, right? I have a feeling Seth can, can handle himself. Yeah. I think Guy can handle himself, too. I just... It's fun. Yeah, pick, a, it's fun picking a, on guy because in, in, in a third, in a third grade yeah. fucking class he can handle himself. But you know, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say it. I guess the squirrels. Seth, Seth, Luke, James, you guys, uh, Nick. Oh, I had Greg Goliath on here once. That'd be fucking tough. Yeah, he's a big boy. Greg Goliath would throw a few people over the ropes. Yeah, yeah. I think Nick's too nice. He doesn't seem like he's got that mean... Yeah, Nick, Nick is, is a nice guy, I think, yeah. You think Greg Goliath would be clumsy, or you think he'd just be launching people over the ropes? I think he'd be awkward and clumsy. Hmm. Yeah, but he'd be very hard to manu- manipulate yourself. Like, would it be like an Andre the Giant, where he's just, like, smashing faces over the ropes kind of thing? I don't know. Is, is he any stronger than any of us, though? I don't think so. Well, he's not stronger James than you guys. Great. No, he's, he's not stronger than James. Oh, I've never seen him in person. I've never seen him in person either. He just looks. I, I heard he. I heard that he's deceiving. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying he's not big. I just. I, I don't just know. I don't know how much he, of that. He's admittedly the king of the angles, though. You know. Yeah, but like, I, like, I, I'm pretty sure he's a big dude. But on his pictures, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't know how much of that you can, unless he's actually using Photoshop. No. I, no, no, I don't no, know. I don't know how much of it you can. No, no, I know what you're saying. I, I still think he looks like a 320-pound monster. Yeah. I just don't think he looks like a 380-pound monster. I see what you're saying, yeah. You know? Yeah. Which he does on his Instagram pictures. He looks yeah. – looks, they all look Photoshopped, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think he is Photoshopping them. I think he's, he's just very good at projecting his exactly. – Good at angles and good at photos. Yeah. So we think James could throw Greg over the ropes? I think so. Craig. Okay. All right, so James, James is a winner. Guys first. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Uh, how old is too old to start bodybuilding? Never. Uh, I don't know what that means. You want a competitive bodybuild? That's a different story. Then you probably don't want to start when you're 35. But uh, just there, the guys compete at the amateur level in their 70s. Well, I mean, it depends what he wants. If he's asking about being yeah, a the, pro, the context matters. So if you're just wanting to have like fun and be competitive and yeah. do a couple of shows and build a good physique, there's, not there's really no limit. There's no limit. Yeah. But if, if you're trying to win Olympia, I mean, if you start at 35, you might be a little late. Yeah. Like it's just common sense. Like it's like any other pro sport. You wouldn't, you wouldn't ask me. It's weird because it doesn't happen in other sports. 
Nobody no. would nobody would go up to like LeBron James and be like, I'm 40. Can I start playing basketball now? Yeah, exactly. Like nobody That's would do that. that. Muscle takes time. Yeah. You know, like, obviously I know developing skills and stuff like that do as well, but muscle is a very like time correlated thing. Um, so I mean it's it's a lot more relation to I think than other sports. So guys be like, can I can I is it too late? It's like, well, yeah, if you're 35 already, you're probably not gonna build enough muscle by the time you're too old to be competing. I think it's the same thing. I think if you're talking about being great at a pro level of any sport, it's gonna take time. If you didn't start when you were fucking 10, I mean actually in bodybuilding, you can start later. Cause yeah, if I wanna if I wanna be if I wanna be great at basketball or great at hockey or great at football, I probably started when I was 10, 10 years old. Yeah, and your and your clock is limited. You're usually not playing elite level sports in your forties. Like like Ben very realistic. Like Ben, you played soccer. Or football, mm-hmm. as you call it in the UK, those guys probably start playing when they're five years old. I started when I was five. I started when I was five, yeah. and there was no other sport, pretty much. In my life. You know, we were having this conversation the other day because my stepson plays like he played American football for like three months, then he goes off and plays baseball, then he goes off, and I'm like, why do they not just focus on the one thing that they like? I've, I, my sister was the same. She went and played netball, right? She played for England, whatever. But from four or five years old, we had our sport. We were locked and loaded. That's what we did. I actually, I actually think they're asking Ian because it's the opposite. Because I think people know in other sports, if you don't start young, you're fucked. You can't go play. Maybe that's right. Yeah. You can't go play in the NHL unless you started when you were fucking playing little league or whatever, whatever they call it, pee wee league and football and stuff. So, I think in bodybuilding, they're like, well, maybe I can start later. Maybe if I'm 30, I can put on, you know, like fucking Patrick Moore is a good example. He started when he was like 32 or some shit. Oh, you're right. So, yeah. So, I, I guess it depends on the context of what you're asking. Yeah, how far? And, you, I, and your genetics, because if you've got it, you've got it, right? Yeah. Like, if Phil Heath started when he was 35, he might still be Mr. Olympia by fucking 42. Well, he, he, he did start when he was 24, right? Which is, yeah. which is Nick late Walker, for... Nick, Nick Walker's... Or, I mean, Chris is 20... Olympia by 24. Right. Yeah. yeah. Arnold did the same thing. So, if you've got it, you've got it. There's a lot of factors that matter, but I think bodybuilding is the one sport, because you can't I don't know of any stories in football or hockey or where guys started when they were 20 or 25. There, there's another sport that does. What's that? That's what we watch. Football fighting. Yeah. yeah, but they're usually athletic in some other sport. Right, first. but they do. Some, some, there are some guys that cross over brand new and in, in their 20s. And they also fight, like become world champions in their 40s too. So. But I think fighting, fighting is not – how can I put this? I think if you're a natural born, you know how, okay, let me see if this is going to make sense to you. You know how there's like natural born fighters and then there's athletic technical fighters. Mm-hmm. Like when I think of George St. Pierre, I think of a technical athletic fighter. Yes. When I think of Nick Diaz, I think of a natural born fighter. Yeah. Yeah. But also has a technique, obviously, but like he's a natural born well, fighter. Well, Brock Lesnar would be a better. Or like, or like Robbie Lawler. When I think of Robbie Lawler, I think of a natural born fighter, right? Yeah. So, I think that's why it's different because you can be a tough guy and then yeah, learn, learn, learn the technique. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think fighting, you're right. Fighting is also one of them where you can start late. Yeah. Actually, I think fighting would probably be easier to start than and I shouldn't say easier, but fighting is more likely. You're more likely to be successful than bodybuilding. I would agree. If you have natural toughness, right. And grit, mm. I think you can learn the skills in a shorter period of time, then you can put on 50 pounds of muscle. I agree. Yeah. Because if you're a 200 pound guy and you want to be a professional bodybuilder, it's going to take you five to 10 years to put on 50 pounds of muscle. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're naturally tough, brute, like just a fucking animal kind of person that 
yeah. that can fight. You can probably, like, look at Gaethje. Gaethje's a good example. I mean, he had a lot of wrestling, but he didn't use it in the beginning. Yeah. He, he was just a brawler, and he and they learned technique as he went. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of other avenues in fighting where you don't have to be good at everything. Like in yeah. bodybuilding, yeah. to be a pro, you have to be fully developed. You have to be well-rounded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fighting, especially in heavyweight, you can just be a good striker. You don't have to be yeah. good on the ground. You don't have to be yeah. good at grappling. You can... Actually, Ga- Gaethje's a perfect example of it now that I think of it. Even though he has, like, you know, top wrestling, like, you know, he's a really great, great wrestler. Well, no, I, I think Brock Lesnar's yeah. a better example. Brock well, he, he has a wrestling pedigree, too, though. Yeah, I know, but he just yeah. came in just as an athlete, like, just as yeah. a high-level athlete yeah. that could take a hit, that could dish out punishment, right? Yeah. And, yeah. He, became, and he was world champion well, for the re- fights. The reason I like Gaethje is because Brock could use his size to dominate people, whereas Gaethje was just a fucking tough guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just a tough, he was just a violent, just a violent person. But well, Greg Greg Hardy's doing the same thing, right? He went from the NFL. Yeah. Now he's competing. He's just a high level athlete. Yeah. I think it's easier for heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. far less skill involved. That's what I'm saying. You can yeah. just throw and bang. Yeah. yeah. Size and striking matters more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best gyms you've ever trained at, or what would make the perfect gym in your opinion? I think we, me and Ian discussed this last week because you were talking about you possibly want to open your own gym yeah well I, and i mentioned that often gym in, in tampa that's why i said yeah but i don't know if you're in agreement but we we kind of like the gritty not metroflex but close to that like have you been to the metroflex in long beach, long beach. that's my favorite gym that's what he said yeah that's what i said last oh, week oh, okay yeah. okay yeah, yeah that place is just, pulled yeah. Up pictures and everything, yeah. i pulled up photos yeah. of it because it's my absolute like if i ever had a gym oh, okay yeah no it. i missed that I, yeah. I, yeah that's that's also, World Gym in San Diego, just the environment in there is good. It's hot as yeah. it's fucking hot, but it's it's a cool place. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to the gym in San Diego? Isn't that that's the what old world? Huh? I'm pretty isn't that the old world gym? I'm sure it was the world gym before. It, it might it's, have been, sure. it's just called the gym now. It's like they've got big shutter doors that open up. It's, I don't know. I've never been there, but I see guys train there. Oh. Once. Some guys say it's nice, but I've never been. I'm pretty sure I might be wrong. So I'm sure someone will correct me. I'm pretty sure the world gym I'm talking about changed ownership to the gym. Okay. That might be. Yeah. I like, Dorian, I, might be wrong, but... I like Dorian's gym. So Dorian's got pure muscle fitness in Burlington. Yeah. yeah. If it was my, that looks if, a little this is a thing. And... That's a very fancy gym. That's what I was going to say. So it's, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's fancy. Like when I think of fancy, I think of Movadi. I just, it's one under Movadi and fanciness. I don't think, you feel like fancy is the wrong word. I feel like it's just too clean. Like it's got a, I just trained there last week or earlier this week. So I feel like it's got a hardcore feel, but it's missing for me anyway, because everybody has their own style. I like kind of like the cement floors. Yeah. I like the, you know, some shit written on the walls. Yeah, banners on the wall, pictures. I like a little bit of dirty. I like a little bit of dirty in my gym. Yeah, I see a few needles on the floor and some shit. You know, not that dirty. Not that dirty. We're going a little too far. Although I have trained at gyms with biohazard bins in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Good that's that here in Ottawa. Do they um, really? Yeah. It, wow. I am forgetting about MuscleWorks, the one that Luke and I trained in for oh, yeah. good two years. We, I moved house to be closer to that gym. Then mm-hmm. Luke moved house so we could go and train that gym. That tells you something, right? When you move, you like okay. Is that King's gym? Is that nice? That's what I like. King, I like that King's, King's gym. King's gym is more about atmosphere. 
than yeah. anything else. Yeah. The equipment in Muscleworks, you would go in there and be like, fucking, this is Amazing. perfect. And the owner, we went into, Luke and I went into business on the Brutal Muscle thing with the owner of Muscleworks. But when we first went there, we went in and trained. And then afterwards, we were like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, you probably need like this and this. So the owner, John, John Thurston, he said, oh, okay, all right. Made a few notes. Then two days later, we went back. And as we're training, this truck comes in with all of the with all of the equipment that Luke and I had said he should buy. So there was like eight Texas power bars. Then he went and got a whole ton of Arsenal shirts. He ordered the Ivanco 250 pound dumbbells for Luke. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, it was a play. He, he set that place up so that Luke could become Mr. Olympia, right? Pretty yeah. like, he didn't, not originally, but once we started training there, yeah. he went, what, what does Luke need? And he kitted it out. It's the fucking, that Isn't that amazing? Is that's like, that's like a throw, that guy's a throwback. Yeah. Because yeah. gym owners aren't like that anymore. Gym owners now are like, I want to make a family, I want to make a family environment. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. No. John, 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 has, I don't think he's missed an Olympia. I think this might be the first Olympia he misses in like 25 years. I mean, I know what they're doing, right? Because guys like us don't make the gym money. If anything, we cost the gym money because yeah. shit gets broken and whatever. But like, I don't know. It's something to be said for a gym owner that actually cares about the fucking guys that train. You know well, what I mean? John is a successful businessman. Yeah. Before the gym. Oh, so the gym is like a passion for him, not necessarily a living. He want, he opened up the gym because he could, right? And yeah. so then he just went, fuck it, I'm going to open a gym and I'm going to make it the best. Yeah. And that's what yeah. he did. Uh, if you could live without, if you could live out life, the life of any movie character from any movie, who would it be and why? Hmm. What movie characters is The Rock played? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'd be down to be like fucking Batman or something. I was going to say Superman because... Yeah. If you Does could live count? out the life of any... Does it have to be a realistic one? No. No, it said, it said over any movie. It's fucking Superman, bro. I'm trying to think. Or wouldn't you just be like Morgan Freeman in Evan Almighty? Because he's God. I'll just be yeah. God. <laughs> You're just God. <laughs> just God. Yeah. Hmm. I've never even thought of that question. Neither have I. It's, good it's a that. tough one. Who's the coolest movie character you've ever seen in a movie? I don't know, fucking James Bond. Like, who the fuck's cool? Like, yeah, or like any of. Um, was a really, you know, was a really cool character. Not that any I of him. Tom Cruise's characters. Basically. No, the Brad Brad Pitt and Snatch. That's a good character. Yeah, a good character. He's a badass in that movie. Yeah. Ah. Tom Hardy plays. Tom Hardy plays a lot of cool characters as well. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. I can't. I got. We'll come back to it. I got to think of that while we talk. Uh, how many milligrams of stimulants prevent you from getting a good pump? I think it's probably varies from person to person, but the 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 main number I'm always the main number I've always heard and what we put our our products below is 375. Yeah, 375 milligrams of caffeine, then you start constricting uh, blood cells, blood vessels. Vasoconstriction, yeah. Yeah, so then you're not you're not going to achieve the pump you want, which is crazy because if you look a lot of the, at a lot of the stim pre-workouts, they're like 500, yeah. 600. And it's funny. And people are double scooping the fucking things anyway. And then they double scoop them. I'm like, you're, fu you're not, your workouts artificial. You know, uh, Cedric used to say that to me. Cedric used to say to me, I don't use pre-workout. And I was like, why? He's like, because I feel like it's artificial. He's like, I feel like if I'm tired, then I should be tired. And if I'm not tired, then I don't, I should just go train like my, the way my body wants to train. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with that. 
but I'm in a, I'm in the middle point where like, if you need so much stim that you're double scooping like a 400 or 500 milligram scoop, and now you're getting like 800 to a thousand milligrams of stimulants, something's wrong in your fucking diet or your sleep. Like you shouldn't need what's, that. What's the average in like a 12 ounce coffee? Do you know? 200. I, know I think it's, I think it's 200 milligrams. Yeah, I think it's 200 milligrams. So we originally, we originally made uh, hostility 200 milligrams. And I tested it out for a little while. I'm like, I don't think it's right. So we went to 300. And 300 feels good. Like you have a good sustained release of energy, but you're not like, obviously you're not past that 375 mark. Yeah. Because I like having a coffee about an hour before I train. Yeah. So then I shouldn't have a, but then I shouldn't have a pre-workout as well, right? Well, unless you're pre, unless you take like bloodshot or you took a pre that didn't have a stim in it. Like 200, 150. Because I feel, I, I feel like people forget the performance ingredients actually matter. Like people yes. are just looking at energy and I'm like, you're forgetting all the fucking the pump products that are actually in the product. So like if you drink a coffee, I would just be like, go take a non-stim pre. That way you still get all the performance ingredients, but you're not adding more stim where you don't need it. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I feel like that's probably the most beneficial. I do. I, Cause like ANS, we have dilate, which is a non-stim pre. And then we have yeah. two different stim pre's and I just take the dilate. I take every day. And then if I need a little extra, I just add in the stims with it. Yeah. I think we're going to, and the other thing too, people should look out for if they're looking at pre-workouts is it's not just caffeine that can constrict oh, or no. be a, be a vasoconstrictor because a lot of companies will be like, Oh, well we only got 300 milligrams of caffeine. I'm like, yeah, but then you have like synephrine and yeah. like all these, all these other fucking stimulants. So now you're up to like 600 milligrams. Yeah. So you got to look at, you got to look at all the stims, not just caffeine alone. Yeah. Have um, you seen, um, or I don't know if you've, come across this in your research with your uh, development of stuff but caffeine actually works well as a to actually to help dispose of uh, carbohydrates like a gda almost okay it helps the, it help it can help with the uptake of i didn't know that. i have heard this before yeah yeah so a lot of, there's a lot of guys and there's a lot of performance coaches so strength and conditioning coaches that will use caffeine post-workout with uh carbohydrates i never heard that before Mm. how how effective is it though like is it is it you could replace okay, it something i need to investigate it more but i'm just i, was, I just wondered whether you'd come across it because i know there's a couple of people coaches out there good good high level coaches that, that do that no but one thing i did actually along the same line of thinking i was i forget if it was a video i was watching or something i was reading where they were saying um eating fruit with starch actually helps uptake carbs better like having fructose with your your starch right so like if but you it, eat, but like isn't your, that isn't that because it's gonna um increase a little more insulin i don't know that's what i'm asking you that's what it would make sense to me yeah is that why yeah. I would it, would, it would in theory make sense yeah okay all right because yeah, fructose, fructose does spike insulin release uh more than yeah well it's a simple uh, simple food. sugar right yeah yeah, but it, it spikes it a little harder than glucose, I believe. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I was asking. Because I don't like, you know, a lot of times when you're dieting, you eliminate fruit. And I'm like, well, if I want to get that, if I want to load faster, load harder. When I, when I load with passenger shows, I, I have fruit like almost every meal. Yeah. You can also, you're, you're also replenishing um, liver glycogen better with fructose, right? Yeah. No, I know that. Yeah. So, because I remember like Flex Lewis used to do that. I remember him. And I don't know if he did this for every show, so don't quote me. I just remember one of his shows. I remember him eating oatmeal with bananas. Yep. Mm. And I, that would be the, to me, that would be the, you know, the, 
the formula. Again, again. I'll do bananas and, and pineapple with, with Patrick. We'll kind of alternate between the two. Is that what you do? Banana, yeah, banana is useful because of the potassium. And I'm not going to go down the potassium route. But Don't yeah. go down the potassium route. Banana's shit yeah. compared to like other vegetables, other foods. Yeah, yeah. Potatoes, primarily. Potatoes <laughs> is going to be your best food. <laughs> And do it, and do it, and get it. pounds of potatoes. Five pounds of potatoes. I'm not allowed to do it anymore because I have this potassium issue. So I'm not allowed to do the yeah, fucking. Yeah, I can't do the challenge. Yeah, you know why you have it? Because you keep fucking eating potatoes every meal. <laughs> Walk I re- wait, I do remember at one point uh, it was after you'd had the podcast with uh, Doctor Dean, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm going to start supplementing with potassium." I did. I'm like, "It's, I, like, it's I did. a terrible idea. Don't yeah. do it." It was a terrible idea. <laughs> It made me feel like shit after like four days. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not doing it no more. I was like, I'm bloated all the time. My fucking stomach hurts. Like, so I don't need the extra potassium. Fuck this. But um, no, I, I actually, yeah, I'm on a low potassium diet now. Not a low potassium, but I have to like, I avoid spinach. Yeah. So anyway. Um, is cereal soup? <laughs> That's such a good question. <laughs> is cereal soup? It is. It's cold no, because you can eat you can eat cereal dry though. Yeah, yeah I guess if you're putting it in milk, is it now soup? Yeah, it is. It's cold soup. But then you can say coffee is then soup as well. Why? There's nothing in your coffee. It's not a food. You're also not eating, you're not also not drinking with a spoon. No, but you don't drink coffee to to eat. It's not yeah, a. Yeah, but you you haven't seen me eat cereal. I. No, but like seriously, cereal is cereal is a meal. Like people will be like, "What are you gonna have for breakfast?" Cereal. No one says, "What are you gonna have for breakfast?" Coffee. But then, so oats are the same thing then, because you're adding water to. Yeah, but oats depending, are, on, but depending oats, on how depending on how wet you have the oats, is that now not? I mean, I know when you're packing your ass, you were doing it dry, but if you have it like wet and liquidy, can we, can we not? Can we not. All right, but if you have it wet and liquidy, now is that oats not a soup then? Is that what you're saying? No, because I don't think it's that liquidy. You can't make a soup. You can't make oats that liquidy that it's like soup. Google, Google says that cereal and oats and stuff are not soups. <laughs> go. Oh, Google's right. Fuck it. That's the end of the end of that conversation. Uh, you can commentate the Olympia, but only if Sean Ray is your partner. Do you do it? A non-behaved Sean Ray? No, I don't. No, I won't. I won't commentate the Olympia with Sean Ray. Because it would be weird. It would be like, why would why would you want to sit there and fight with somebody for fucking three hours? I mean, I don't know, Fred. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do it on a podcast every week, but it's different. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, it'd be fucking weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, that would like you have total weird. animosity for yeah. this person. Now you're saying yeah, because when we argue, it's like one of us is trying to like poke yeah. the other one, yeah. but with him, you'd be like, you're a fucking asshole. I hate you. That's serious. I don't, I, I shouldn't, I don't hate him. I don't, I don't, I don't, indeed. I just think his commentary, commentary style. about his commentary, not him as a person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about him as a person. So, but I just don't feel like it would mesh well. Like if you have a comment, if you have people commentating. You need to it, have a mesh. The more they get along, the better the show is going to sound, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like me and Luke start doing the podcast. The reason it went well is because people are like, oh, they get along, yeah. right? It's not, you don't you don't put two people that don't know each other or like each other or whatever. And then be like, yeah, go do a show for three hours. It would be so awkward. It would be I'd awkward. watch it. It'd be amazing, but maybe that's why they would. do it just for the awkwardness of it. Yeah. They should. I, I've said this a million times. I do think they should do a bodybuilder and a judge. Mm-hmm. I think it makes the most sense. Yeah. Cause then when the audience member is sitting at home and they're like, I don't know why that guy placed where he placed the judge can explain it. Yeah. So, 
that would be weird though, right? Because it'd be like such an honor to like get invited to do the Olympia and then they're like, yeah, but there's this one caveat. You got to do it with Sean. Would you guys do it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, but there's this one cunt. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but like seriously, if like, if like Dan Solomon called you or Robin Chang called you or whatever and he was like, you know, Ian or Ben or whatever, we want you to do the show, but you got to do it with Sean Ray. I don't think I would do it. First, I'd be like, why? And then I, if they gave me a good reason, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. No, I, he's yeah. not my type. Of, I, I, I've, every time I've spoken to him in person, it's been... I mean, I might do it just for the fun of it, just to like fuck with him and just make it funny, you know? Yeah. Like call him out on all his bullshit while he's saying it just to be funny. And I think people would, would do that. But... Would, you, would you stop and be like, two seconds, Sean, I'm up next. And then run up there. And... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Uh, yeah. I just don't think it would make... I'd be, I think it would be more fun if two people got along that did it. Yeah. Uh, well, so, then, would, you, would you do it with Dennis James? 100%. I love yeah. Dennis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that would be, be a better Dennis. I think it would be, be awesome. Better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think Dennis is great. Yeah. I think, you know, it's weird. It's weird. Um, he commentated... Tampa. Chicago or Tampa? It was Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, like they... It's weird. They do him and, they do him and a woman. I can't remember the woman's Tampa. name now. Okay, you know what's really strange? So when Dennis commentated Tampa, he also picked out people's flaws quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it just comes it's off not, differently. It's very different. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. It's just something about the way Sean does it that I can't pinpoint. No, but not, Sean's like kind of like derogatory demeanor, which is very different. You know how Dennis, Dennis also approaches it not just as a bodybuilder, which Sean is only coming in as a retired bodybuilder. Dennis comes at it as a coach as well because he's a yeah. good high-level coach. Yeah. So when he's, when he's saying about being full or flat or not in condition with it, it's also coming from a coach's perspective, yeah. analytically. Whereas Sean is just going, "I would have looked better than that." Yeah, yeah. That's how it comes. That's how it comes across, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dennis would be great. I think Dennis is a lot of fun, and people respect Dennis. Everybody likes Dennis. I don't think anybody would. Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see here. Thoughts on high frequency training with reduced volume sessions versus typical pro split with increased volume to bring up lagging body parts. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? That's the same question both ways. Yeah. He's saying high-frequency training or a bro split or pro split with increased volume for lagging body parts. Well, when you increase the volume, you're just back to the high-frequency training. So it's the same question. I think people confuse volume and frequency a lot. Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, you have to be more specific. They're they're the same thing if you're talking about adding body parts. Some some people – yeah, volume for me is talking about the number of times you stimulate the muscle, not necessarily the number of reps you do. Yeah, but see, that's the thing for me. So, is when I say frequency, I'm talking about the number of times I hit the muscle that week. Right, but that yeah. to me is increasing my volume. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, but, what, but that's I, why they're I the same. What, I, yeah, but I think what his question is, is asking, should he do like higher rep sets? Do you see no, what I mean? Like, no, 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 cause, no, no, because no, he's saying thoughts on high, vol- high frequency training and then in brackets it says, with reduced volume sessions. So he's saying less volume during the session, like less reps and sets. So less reps, right. Or maybe less sets, he means, but more vo- higher volume, like more frequency. He's saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's the same thing both ways, so I don't know. But actually, while we're on this topic, I found the perfect groove for JP's training, and I absolutely love it. What are you even doing? 
I just, I just, I'm doing like JP's training or Dante's training, whichever one you want to call it. Cause like they're, I know they're kind of similar. I'm just doing more reps. So like where JP's feeder sets are like singles and doubles. Mine are like four or five reps. Yeah. That's a so it just feels safer. And then my failure set, like where JP's might be like five reps. Like mine's, mine's like, like eight to 10. Right. And, and so, I also figure, I also figured out like, uh, you have to, and, and this might be an obvious statement, so I apologize ahead of time, but you have to decide what body parts you can go heavy on and what you can't because there's certain movements I can do my failure set at five and feel safe. And there's other movements like when I tweak my chest where I should keep my rep range at eight to 10. Yeah. So it's well, like. There's two, two points I want to raise here. One is Joe Bennett. When they asked him like what the perfect rep range is or, or where, where does, at what rep range does like hypertrophy happen or occur? And he said the last reps, right? Yeah. 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 Right. I know so, that, yeah. And, and, and that fits perfectly with what you're saying. Yeah. You can take the intensification and just apply it, move it a little later in a yeah. set. Right. Exactly. And then there's another thing that I want to, I've had a couple of people ask but wait, this question. Before you move on, can I ask you something about that? Yeah. If I'm, but if I'm trying to build strength, which is why I think JP does it, you want to stay in the lower rep ranges. Well, yeah, because you're working with a heavier load. That's right. So that's yeah. why I'm saying like the five would be good because I'm trying to build my strength, but it's not but good. Then, if you're but not... equally, if you're doing eight reps, sorry, Scott, I didn't mean to. It's okay. If you're, doing eight, if you're doing eight reps and then the next week you do eight reps, but with more weight, you're stronger still. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I'm just saying you'll get stronger faster. It's, it's, right, it's, you're, you're, you're talking about progressive overload from two sides of two different rep ranges. Yeah. 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 It's the same. Yeah. No, they're both. Yeah. I, they're both. As long as the final rep is failure or, or, or like positive failure yeah you're no, achieving I, a similar environment but in a for you in a safer rep range and i 100 agree with that but what my point is is for people that are healthy and don't have are not injury prone or don't have anything if you want to get stronger the faster way to do it is to be failing at five or six no wouldn't you agree with that like guys who are loading like their failure sets four five six reps are probably gonna get f stronger faster yeah, I, I personally think that from a nervous system standpoint, working with heavier weight like that is going to, to be, get you stronger, faster, yes. Okay, but then if you're going to go down that route, because I come from a strength and conditioning coach's stance, yeah. Yeah. you're doing lower reps, but not to failure for strength development. You're doing, why, why is it not to failure? You're not, because it's CNS development you're trying to improve. You're not trying to improve muscle size. Yeah. But no, no, right, I'm, so not saying from, so but I'm not absolute, saying Absolutely. No, but I'm okay. There's yeah. a spectrum, right? And then yeah. you have strength at one end, and then you have hypertrophy, uh, hypertrophy and then yeah. you have endurance with the other end. Well, yeah. in terms of powerlifters, powerlifters very rarely fail, right? Very. They're yeah. doing like eight, nine, ten sets of yeah. three with a weight that they could do maybe five with, right? Okay, so explain to me. Explain to me what it means. That's, when I, that, that's I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm no. trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn or allow the people to learn that are watching. If I fail at five or six reps, what does that mean then? That you're, you have, you've taxed the ability for the muscle to contract, right? Yeah. But that's not talking about force production. Maximal force production happens before muscle, muscular failure. Because when you get to the last few reps, force production and the speed of the bar slows down, yeah. right? So force production is, it includes acceleration in there, right? There's a speed component. Yeah. When you're talking about strength and performance and power, yeah. power yeah. output, right? Yeah. So 
when you start going into the realms of muscular failure, you're now not training absolute strength. No. Agreed. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But okay, so when I'm saying, so, so if you're so saying it, that you want to get stronger, the, fa- the fastest way to get stronger as strong as possible, yeah, you're not doing anything to failure. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. So, but when but when you're doing a five or six rep set and you're failing at five or six, are we not now blending the two things? Yeah, which is why it's a good hybrid. That's why we yeah. as bodybuilders use it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, but but it's not five or six. It's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, depending on as long as those. Final, final rep is a, a failure. You know? Okay, but let me ask you this. So if there's a, let's say you have a dial, right? And you have like strength and hypertrophy, right? On either mm-hmm. side. If I'm doing, f- if, if seven and a half reps is right in the middle, right? Yeah. yeah if yeah. I'm doing five reps or six reps, I'm probably leaning more towards the strength side or no? Does that not make sense? Yeah, 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 it does. But okay. what I'm saying, like, it's not, a, like you said, it's a dial. It's a continuum, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It falls within that aspect of... Okay, so that, that makes, kind of makes my point. So what I'm saying is I want to build my strength, but I'm still bodybuilding. So on the movements I feel healthy on and feel like I'm safe to do the, the, that movement heavier, yeah. I'll do a five or six failure. Yeah. On the movements where I'm like, ah, this, this has fucked me before, I better be careful, I'll do an eight to 10 failure. Right. So, so I just, all I'm saying is I found a good system yeah. that I, where I can work within JP's parameters and still yeah. stay healthy. Stay healthy. And yeah. 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 Cause I just feel uh, like I, the reason I'm bringing all this up is I feel sometimes people take somebody's system and they're like, I got to do it the way G- JP does it. JP said, you need to have some kind of adaptation to yourself. Yeah. Well, cause JP says, Oh, well I only do a single or a double for my feeder. And I'm like, yeah, for some people that might fuck them. No, like, for you, like, like me, for your age, that's not, you yeah. need to do more than that. Yeah. 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 But even I think for a young, for a younger guy, like, there are certain movements I remember from when I was younger. There are certain movements that are more dangerous than others. Yeah. And it also depends where the workout is. Like Ian yeah. was saying that, you know, some of his squats will be towards the end of the session. Then, and I do the same thing. So a lot, a lot of my compounds are much later in the session. So therefore, I don't actually need that many warm-up sets as if it was my first exercise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I noticed, dependent. you know, it's crazy. Like I always used to do my squats closer to the beginning. In the last workout, I did my squats closer to the end, but because I'm using the system, I was still stronger on my squat. Hmm. Like I wasn't as burned out because there was only a couple failure sets before I had gotten there. Yeah, there was yeah, a, there yeah. was a whole bunch of like feeder sets and warm ups. There's a lot less fluff volume. Yeah. There's a lot, yeah, but there was no failure sets. So when I got to my squat, I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good. Like this feels, yeah, yeah. I, I told you, Luke and I, all our all our heavy lifting is at the end. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen when I've been posting my heavy lifts, most of my big compounds. Even now, their third, fourth, fifth exercise. Yeah. I mean, like the bit, the last video I posted doing the nine plates aside on the machine deadlift. That was my very last movement. Yeah. 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 I wonder. All my all my deadlifting movements will be at the end for yeah. sure. It's very frustrating to me because I wonder to myself how much better I could have been had I learned this system fifteen years ago. That's hard to say. I'm just saying, like, if dude, it feels so much better. And even guy, so so me, guy, and Nick. Uh, Walker did a podcast together and me and Nick were on him about doing way too much because he was doing kind of what I was doing back in like 2012 where he would do like a, every set was a working set yeah right and we're like dude you're doing way too much so he's all of a sudden feels like his body's exploding yeah because he's stopped and he's doing like just what kind of what we're talking about now yeah. he's putting all the emphasis on the sets that actually matter not yeah. like yeah. maximal sets right yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy 
Anyway. Uh, so, so the other thing I was going to get to. Robert, oh, sorry. I've had, a, I've had a couple of messages about it with people confusing the application of feeder sets versus intensifiers. So I had some, I've had three people ask me in the last week, do you do alternate between workouts of doing feeder sets on one week and then intensifiers on the other? And I'm like, they're very different though. They're not the they're, same. Then no, the feeders are, it's just a warm up. Right? Before, yeah. You know what the people, are getting, people are getting confused with what feed, they think no, the no. feeder set is the workout. I know, but this is why Rich Piana used to do feeder workouts. Yeah, workouts. Right, right. So when well, we say, when we say feeder, I think they all watch Rich Piana stuff and they don't know it's different. Yeah. Yeah. That that clicked to me after I replied to one of the guys because yeah. he was like, oh, do you do like feeder set? And that's what he, I, I was doing the doctors and he's like, oh, do you just do feeder sets on that? I'm like, yeah, no, they, they, I'm, it's I'm, different. Yeah. I'm warming up and then I'm doing my straight heavy sets. Yeah. yeah they don't work. When we say feeder, we mean like a warm up or working warm up. Rich Piana was doing feeder workouts, which was yeah. like a yeah. hundred reps or something like I don't know, on an off day. I forget what the definition was for him. It's almost like a, a German volume training on steroids, basically. Was yeah. What Rich Piano's thing was. It was just a ton of volume, a ton of sets. Somebody explained it to me. It was like supposed to be like on an off day, you take a lagging body part and you do like 100 reps and then you leave and that's like the feeder yeah. workout. There's an intensifier, which is obviously something to add intensity to the set, like a drop set or a yeah. set. Yeah, an intensifier is different than both altogether. Intensifier is basically just an intensity technique, whether it be a drop set, rest pause, whatever the fuck it is. So, uh, okay. Why are some people so wrapped up in science? Like saying people always, people is always better than bro split when most pros are doing things based off experience and it works for them. Uh, I think that science has a part in all of it. It just, we don't, we don't. Oh, wait, that's not the question. The question is, why are some people too wrapped up in? And obviously, the obvious answer is yes, that science does have an aspect in. But when you get people that are like way too much science and way too little intuition, I think that's where the question lies. I think because it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you go to Good Life and you're like, I want to be a personal trainer, and they're like, Do you have a CanFit yeah. license? And I'm like, Like a trainer certificate? And I'm like, I've been bodybuilding for 20 years. And like, Yeah, but do you have a certificate? It's like people put so much stock in that little piece of paper. And I think science gives them something to look at. Well, science says that fucking whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I did this thing for two years and it doesn't. I, I think a lot. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think a lot of times from what I've seen, the guys that are married to science says this are trying to outsmart hard work. That's what I, I was going to say. And it's not always the case. Cause like you obviously have guys like Chris Tuttle and stuff who are obviously fucking smart as shit and, and do work hard. But I think in a lot of cases, I think it's, that's what it is. It's people trying to outsmart like the, the work side of it. Um, and they think if they have some kind of, you know, scientific edge of, you know, some kind of training technique or some kind of weird food manipulation that they can overcome either their genetics or their work ethic or something like that. Yeah. I think there are people, the people I, I, I shouldn't say love the most, the people I respect the most are people like Chris and John Meadows. Yeah. Chris, Chris Tuttle, John Meadows. Because it's a healthy marriage of the two. What they've done is I want to know why this works. And then yes. they go and they research and they find all the science. But John has actually literally said to me word for word, I don't know why that works, but it does. So yeah. obviously John has figured out that there is science, but then there's experience and they have yeah, to go together. Science and then like anecdotal like evidence of like something just working are two very different things. And I think that's the thing is a lot of people get too tied up on like, well, in science, this doesn't work, so I won't do it, which I don't think in bodybuilding is always is how things work, right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the whole like fasted cardio thing. For a long time, yeah. I was like, fasted cardio is better. 
yeah. or getting up in the morning, doing your cardio is better. And people be yeah. like, and I used to get so much pushback. Well, science just says it doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, but I've done this for 20 years and I'm like, it matters. I've tried both. It does. To me, it matters hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, I think they just, people have to have a healthy, it's good to know why things work and why something's working. Like Ben, you just went off on a scientific tangent about muscle strength and fucking all that stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to know why things work, but if you, if you do the thing you learned in a textbook and it's not working, it's not fucking working. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a problem when you're married to the theory, even when the theory's not working. Yeah. Like I I say to people, try the theory, go ahead, try it out. But if you've done it for fucking four weeks and nothing's happening or eight weeks or whatever, then it's shit. Yeah. So, uh, how do you get your elbows warmed up properly for arm day? No matter what I, or how much I warm up, they're cracking and it's painful. The first thing I will say is something Dante Trudell taught me was uh, get a menthol cream, look at the ingredients, make sure the menthol is 11% or more. So is like for you, you fine? It's great. Uh, like Tiger Bomb, Tiger Bomb's got like 11 or 12%. Well, so what I know is good, right? So people, what's that? That Quan Loon oil is pretty good. I've never tried that. What is that? I've got some up there. I've got some up in the thing. It's just, uh, I was oil. Just, it's a mental oil, basically. Yeah, it's like anything like that, but it just don't use like Ben Gay and shit because they're only like 3% menthol. They're shit. They just basically like irritate your skin. But if you get like a good 11% menthol or more, and then what I, that's why people always see me wearing elbow sleeves. Yeah. Because I put the cream on before the gym to get the blood there, and I put the elbow sleeve over top to keep it warm. Keep it warm and hold it in. Yeah. And then, and then you stop to warm up a lot. Like there's no, yeah. And then if your elbows are fucked, you probably have tendonitis of some sort. So you should be icing like immediately after your workout. Yeah. And the last thing yeah. is, yeah, I've never seen that. I'm going to try that. It's uh, what's, the, what, what, what's the menthol? What's the menthol? Uh, Men, menthol, menthol silica is 35% and then menthol is 16%. Wow. That's got to burn when you put that shit on, eh? And it's $10. Well, it depends where you put it, Fred. <laughs> I'm not gonna put on my asshole. <laughs> let me see the. Let me see the name. Is it Quan? Peanut butter and put it on his ass. <laughs> Quan Long. Quan Lu. Okay. Yeah, I didn't check that out. Um, it's uh, like ten dollars for that. Can I just say one thing though about this before we move on? Everybody buys like uh, all the fucking um, joint care products and all that shit. Yeah. The, your number one best joint care product you can buy is fish oil. Fish oil by far. Like if you do, and don't get the, if you want to really be serious about it, get the fucking, uh, the liquid. Yeah. There's one made by a company called Nutrisy. It's Nutra and then SEA. Yeah. Uh, it's got a higher ratio of EPA to DHA. If you use that one and do like one teaspoon in the morning, one teaspoon at night, I swear your joints will thank you. And another thing for people looking at fish oil this is a big thing because a lot of companies seek this by when you're buying fish oil, make sure it's the fish sources they're using are small fish that feed off plantation, not large fish that feed off other fish. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you don't like, you know, if you are eating a fish that's higher in the food chain, you're getting more toxicity levels, where if you're yeah. getting ones that feed off plantation, your EPA, DHA quality is going to be a lot higher. So when it's like yeah. sardine, anchovy, mackerel, stuff like that, yeah. 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 so the smaller fish that feed on plantation is absolutely optimal for sure. Yeah, and then the, the last part about that is the fish oil won't do shit if your diet sucks. So basically what you're trying to do is reduce the inflammation, and that's why it works. And if is that you, the nutrition one, that's the nutrition one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they make a nutrition HP as well. It's a high potency. It's a little higher EPA DHA content. 
So if you're if you're eating like a lot of fucking sugar, like you're eating like chips and candies and fuck, it's going to increase inflammation. You're going to cause more inflammation and no amount of joint care well, or fucking. Do if you're buying fucking like shit from the um, like grocery store, don't buy omega three six nine. You don't need the fucking six nine. Just get your omega three. Omega three, yeah, yeah. yeah well, omega six is pro-inflammatory too, so you don't fucking need that. Get that out of there. Yeah, that's what most people don't understand. It is. Omega-6, we always, in our diets, we have a very high ratio of omega-6 to omega-3, and that's what causes the inflammation. Yes. So, so you need to reduce that or bring the ratio up of omega-3. You need to eat more omega-3 foods. Yes. That's why, That's why. like, if people are like, oh, why are you eating grass-fed beef? Like, that's the reason why. Because the grass-fed yes. has a lot higher ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 in the fats. Yes. And the same thing goes for your eggs. If you're buying regular grocery store eggs, it's like the ratio is like 21 to 3 omega-6. Yeah. And if omega-3, you, you even at that ratio. Yeah, so... Yeah. Anyway, so we've gone off on a far tangent, but those things all like people look for the Nick quick fix bandaid of, Oh, how can I make my elbows feel better? Sometimes it's your diet, it's your supplementation. And then it's get the fucking liquid oil or cream or the fucking put on like, cause those oils and creams we're talking about are just band-aids. They're not, they're not going to fix the root of the yeah, problem. I mean, at that point, you might need to get into like therapy and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, you know, yeah. Like, get some kind of work done. Yeah. If you have really bad tendonitis, you, it might be because, like one of the things I found with my knees, for example, is the quad was so tight, it was pulling on the tendon. Yeah. So I had to loosen up my quads yeah. for, my, for the tendon to relax. So there's yeah. so many different things that could be going on. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing the 20K, when are you doing the 20K challenge again? You should do it soon. Keon's doing one today. What do you think he's going to get there or no? No. Let's see how he's doing. I forgot. We can check that oh, out. In I told him. I told him to do put it in his stories so we could so I could follow along. And I haven't been able to check today because I've been busy. But we can check together. Let's see how he's you getting. On. You had him on yesterday. Yeah, I had him on. We talked about. I wanted to talk to him about why he's not doing Olympia and all that. And all right, let's see where he's at. He's put one meal, which looks too clean. Oh no, that someone else posted that. Tag him. He hasn't posted anything about it. Oh, that sucks. It's already fucking two o'clock. He should be like 10,000 calories deep by now. Well, he's just not your puppet. Maybe. (laughs) He said he was going to post it. He said he's such an asshole. (laughs) He said he was going to post it. I was like, okay, cool. I want to follow. I think he. You don't don't, don't pay him, man. I bet you he backed out. I bet you he backed out. Or maybe maybe he just wants it all to be on video so that people watch. But yeah. Uh, All right. We'll do a few more. How long have we been on for? Almost two hours. Uh, no. Well, we started at one or 12? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. Hour and a half. Okay, we got a few more. You guys got time? You got to go. No, I'm good. I got 15. Ben, you got, okay, good. Best legs of all time. Oh. Tom Platts, Paul What's DeMeo. That? I'm just going to mute this because my dogs are going to bark. Go ahead. It's going to be Tom Platts, Paul DeMeo, Branch Warren, Ronnie Coleman, Ben Pakulski. Eric Van Kouser. I was, I, I was keeping I was keeping my mouth shut about Eric because I'm like, Eric's my fanboy. He's the only one I'm fanboy over, and I was like, crazy bastard. But what I about uh, the what about Jason? I, Jason who? Huh? Well, the yeah. hamstring. The the hamstring. That's the leg on the side shot. Yeah, but just, overall overall yeah. leg. Yeah. And if I was gonna go hamstrings, I would go Tom Prince. Yeah, yeah crazy hamstrings. Yeah. Uh. I think the problem with Fankhauser over DeMeo or Pakulski or Platts is the, the amount of definition and detail. Yeah. Because they were fucking humongous, but they d- didn't get like 
crazy, like Jay Cutler hard feathered. Yeah. But I also think he ended short, right? Yeah. 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 He didn't. Yeah. You know, give him another five, 10 years. If he'd have kept going, I think that would have matured and he would have, they would have just been wacky. I really think if you want the truth, it's between DeMeo and Platts and Pukulski. Is Pukulski in that group or is it the three of them? Yeah, because he's a pretty fucking mental. Let's we should probably show people, we should probably show people what we're talking about. Let's see here. I think, yeah, because I can't picture. So and Platts are fucking retarded though. Like yeah. in, in terms of in terms of complete development. Well, and they were just like so ahead of their time too. Yeah. Oh, fucking like, even the adductor is just crazy. But he doesn't have the calves of some of the B packs and the and the Thankhausers. If I was him, my whole Instagram would be my legs. Why is there only like, look at this, look at this? Yeah, <laughs> oh my, that's fucking ridiculous. It's so dense, like the density of the muscle on his legs is just crazy. I don't know, man. I don't think that anybody compares. Like, I know people want to argue Tom Platt's just so there's a debate, but I don't know if there's really a debate. It's it's fucking ridiculous. No, no, go down one, down one from there. Like fucking <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Look at the doctors. Look at the fucking width on his like on that right picture. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think there's any comparison. I mean, the fucking detail is just and the hamstring down the side. Look at that fucking belly. Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. I would say. I would here, say. Here you go. No, go up. Right side. No, one the, more. Wait a second. Look at the depth. Have you ever thought? I like. I can't even do that. That's go up, up and what up one row and white right one. Oh my god! <laughs> Crazy. It is That's fucking, on a fucking like Polaroid camera as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know, man. I, I just have to say, is Paul? Do you think somebody made a Paul DeMeo page? Yeah, he probably has one. Well, there's a, there's a page. So Paul DeMeo's legs are probably. Oh, there's nobody on it. No pictures. Ooh. How come Ooh. there's no? Just go to the tags. I'll just Google. So yeah, there, right side. Look at far right, up one, far right. Yeah. yeah, that's the only. I think I feel like it's the only true comparison. Yeah, that's a crazy set of legs. I want to find there you go. Center, center. There you go. That's great. But I want to find one where it's like shredded yeah, and detailed not pumped go google one sec i'm sure i'll find something here how come it's so much upper body his legs were the fucking shit okay let's go to google let's see what we got here look at this this isn't real he looks like he's 19 here that's stretched out again. I think Tom Platts has got him crushed, if you yeah. want the truth. Yeah. Go, go down one more row. Uh, no, go down. Uh, no, yeah, down, down, down. Right there, yeah. Holy fuck. That's pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. That's insane. Look at the depth in the fucking, where, between the knee and the fucking, <laughs> oh, my God. Swallowing his fucking kneecap. I don't know. What do we think, Dennis? Do we think Paul DeMeo or do we think Tom Platts? I know Tom. Look at this. 
it's tough, man. I think the adductors is what gives Tom Platt's yeah. the the edge. The edge. But the quad itself, I think he's even. Mm-hmm. Okay. Crazy, man. Do we, should we look up Ben? And then, and then Ben's yeah, going to be fast. Let's see here. Look at these monster fucking quads. I feel like there's more depth to DeMeo's and Platts. Like, you know that, that how we were looking at the, the difference between the knee and the rectus? From oh, center top row. Center top, this one? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But I don't – they're absolutely incredible legs. I would put them third, though, or fourth. It depends I, on him and Fankhauser. I think they're probably bigger than uh, Platts in terms of – like overall, overall size, but in terms of, yeah, he's a bigger man than Platts, yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're not quite as crazy right now. But I don't think they're as, as good. Is it that they're not as good, or is it that his upper body is just so much bigger that they don't look because you know, Tom Platt's upper body and Paul DeMeo's body upper body are small in comparison to their legs, whereas Ben's upper body is equal <clears> to his legs. You think so? Is so? It, is it? Oh yeah. That was his biggest knock. His bed. No, 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 no. I don't mean. I don't mean the muscularity of it. I mean the structure of it. Like when oh, you look. At, yeah, yeah. Okay. When sure. you look at this structure, it fits hit the lower body, right? Whereas when you look at Tom Platts, it's like his upper body is much smaller than his legs. Yeah. Okay. Tom Platts is a small guy, right? He's he's about two twelve, basically. Yeah, yeah, but his legs belong on on Pakulski's body. So what I'm saying is, are Ben's legs just as good? But we're third, not third row down, second from the left. Third row down, second from the left. No, nope, oh, this left. one. Yeah, there. Let's see that. I like, can't. Hamstrings and shit are crazy too. Yeah. I I have Eric in front of him. Do you really? But that's, I'm biased. I'm so biased with Eric. Eric's like. See, for me, it was always a detail thing with him. He always had more mass than everybody, but look at, those calves. Look, at the, look at look at this. Go down down one from that one. Okay, look at seriously, man. This is this is fucking insane. But see again, this is like Paul DeMeo and Tom Platts. He's got a smaller upper body and these massive quads. Whereas right, but forget the upper body though. We would go waist down out of the four of them. No, no, no. I know that. But what I'm trying to say is illusion wise, when we're looking yeah, so at it, them. Yeah, no, I get you. It's maybe, distracting. Yeah, maybe like, Ben. How did it even happen that you end up with legs that much bigger than your upper body? <laughs> Genetics are a bitch. Look at these. Look at yeah. these. Yeah. Or is that just like you train your legs like a freak and don't train your upper body hard? He's mm. the one, he's the one who taught he's the one who taught me about railroads. What the fuck's that? Oh, yeah, dude, railroads are insane. That's where I I put on a lot of leg mass that year actually. Railroads are you do leg press, you start with ten uh, one plate for ten reps, two plates for uh, twenty reps, three plates for thirty, four plates oh, for forty. Yeah. All the way up to 100, so 10 plates for 100, Yeah, and then all the way back down. 10 plates, I mean, what for, I, 10 plates for 100 reps. I never got to yeah, it. Yeah, but, but, but you're, you're barely resting, right? I, I tried, do you remember I tried this after you said it? Yeah. And I made it to six, I, made it to think, I think I made it up to six plates aside for 60 and then all the way back down again. And I was like, God, that was fucking rough. And he's like, yeah, I told you. I was like, yeah. And he's like, hang on a second. Did you like squat and do everything beforehand? I'm like, yeah, I did a full session and I finished on <laughs> railroads. He's like, yeah. 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 I uh no, it's the most I ever did was eighty. I got to eight plates for eighty and I never could get past that. It's so what's what's the what's the rest between the one plate, two plate, three plate? Uh I just kept a kind of a normal rest. I didn't like do I I didn't I don't know what the rule so it's is. It's not See, like you're doing one racket I, on two. No, racket. no, 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 no. Do that's your one what I no, that's what I did. 
Because no. I was training on my own. I did a plate and I'd do the set. I'd get up, I'd put a plate on, plate on, grab a drink, back on, two plates. Three, yeah, three. Well, I kind of did that too. I mean, I was going, I was training with Paul. So Paul would do his set and I would do my set. But we didn't take like five minute rest. Like we didn't take an extra rest. Yeah, I think I go, I think I go, you go would be perfect for that. That's what we were doing. And the problem, people think that you can rest during, you can't rest during. So when they say like, you know, eight plates for 80, you got to do all 80 without racking the weight. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. You end up, you end up like really destroying every muscle in your lower body because by the time you're done, your calves are sore, your hamstrings are sore, like everything's fucked. Every fucking feet are sore, yeah. Yeah, I got that from Fankhauser. Fankhauser is the one who taught me volume because at the time I was doing like, I was training my legs like every other body part. I was doing really heavy six reps, really heavy eight reps, whatever. And Fankhauser's like, start doing 20s on everything. Start doing 15s, start doing 20s. You can do heavy squats and, you know, keep the squats a little lighter. But when you're on a hack squat or you're on a leg press, go to 15s or 20s and you'll see a difference. And fucking my legs blew up that year. Yeah. So, uh, is Khabib the MMA goat? This is a big thing no. right now, eh? Yes. No. Don Jones was no. not happy about that. I'm going to, you know who said the smartest thing? Uh, is it Steve Smith? Who's the guy that John Jones fought two, two or three fights Anthony, ago? Anthony, Anthony Smith. So, Anthony Smith says, and this was to me was the best argument about this I've seen. The goat is greatest of all time, which is John Jones, in my opinion. The pound for pound is Khabib because that's a current pound for pound. And it's also like, it doesn't necessarily mean anything about your track record. It means who's the best fighter pound for pound. So I think yeah. Khabib can win that argument, but I don't think he can win the greatest of all time argument because that's a body of work. That the problem is, with, the problem is, you know, the people seem to be, I was watching something about this earlier, arguing John Jones's title defenses yeah. Especially in the early days when he was 23, 24. I know. Because everyone was saying, oh, uh, lightweight's the hardest weight division. I'm like, yeah. Cur currently, correct. Yeah. When John Jones won the light heavyweight, that Crazy. weight division was full of killer. And he took out like Hua, yeah. uh, Belfort, um, Machida, like. Everybody, all, yeah. all, all former world champions, but he people run through them all. But people could, like Rashad Evans. Yeah, but wait know? a minute. But wait, also, one second. If I'm going to play devil's advocate, a lot of those guys were on their way out when he beat them. He didn't beat Shogun at his peak. He didn't beat Belfort at his peak. He didn't beat. Wait, he, he, wait. He won. He won the belt off of Shogun. I know, but he still wasn't his best. And in, he, he was the current reigning world champion. I know, but he wasn't his his best. Do you think that was the best version of Shogun? Close. No, but then I don't think outside of Khabib only only fought one former world champion, and that was Conor no, no. McGregor. I know that. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about Khabib. I'm just talking about John Jones. His the guys he beat, the biggest names that he beat, mostly were kind of on their way out. Like Rashad Evans, it's kind of on his way out when he beat him. Aside from Rashad, I think everyone else. I mean, Shogun fought fucking like this year. I just think Shogun's best years were... <laughs> Shogun fought this year. I think Shogun's best years were before he fought John Jones, though. But then Connor's best years were before he fought Khabib. No, Connor's still in his prime. He's just not fighting that much. I don't... Listen, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in agreement, I'm in agreement with you anyway. I think John Jones is yeah. probably the GOAT. But I think pound for pound, Khabib's the best. Because one is about a body of work and one is about skill. And I think 
Khabib has shown more dominance than John Jones has. His last three fights, I mean, people could argue Ray has beat him. Yeah, but I think that I think that's just him being fucking lazy than anything else. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying though that I agree. I agree. With you. I, I'm agreeing with you. I think yeah. John Jones is the greatest full time. I think pound for pound, right now, Khabib. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think an, I think there's I think, an argument for a couple of other pound for pounds that don't include John Jones. But the problem is people are – John Jones is arguing GOAT status. This is what Anthony Smith was saying is they're arguing two different points. Yeah. yeah. Khabib wants to be the pound for pound great, and Jones is arguing about GOAT status, and Khabib never said anything about GOAT status. So John Jones is just freaking out for no reason. But I also said that why, like, you shouldn't – like some people were saying, why is he even asking for pound for pounds? clarity that's a weird thing to ask i don't i I actually don't know if he was asking like can you can you please i think he was just saying it like this is what i wanted yeah i don't think i don't think he was asking permission because nobody can really say yes like there's no way to there's no way to actually say yes it's just somebody's opinion it's a weird thing it's a again like you say it's a weird both things are weird so how do you quantify them it's apples and oranges right i think he was just emotional after winning and no, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, how do you even quantify who's the goat, who's the pound for pound? It's such a oh, you can't fluid. Like, it depends. It depends. It depends. You what can't. are you valuing? Are you valuing who they fought? Are you valuing how much damage they took? Are you valuing like yeah. the era? They who they fought? Yeah, because Khabib no. did fight that many. In my eyes, John Jones fought more high caliber, dangerous people. Sure. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I just think it's the way the dominance of Khabib is right. different. He was very dominant. But like, that's what I'm thinking. If you say John Jones when he was 23, 24, 25, it was the same dominance. He was putting people on the ground yeah. and mauling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But before, that was when he was ground and pounding people. Yeah. Then he stopped doing that. And yeah. now people, that's what people remember is what he's been doing the last three years. I'm talking about when he was 23, 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. And he was, a fucking murderer. Yeah. Yeah, but that's where the distinction comes in between GOAT and pound for pound because pound for pound is like a current ranking. Yeah. Whereas GOAT is body of work. Yeah. So that's the, I think that's the distinction. And, and none of us can comment on that because there's that argument of he doesn't get on the list if he's got a PED infraction, right? I don't believe that well, shit. I kind of believe that shit though because if you look at like Alex, us, none of us can comment on that. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying he's an asshole for doing it because I do it, but I'm saying like there is something to be said for that, right? Because like look at the difference in fighters when they get off. Look at like Vitor Belfort, look at Alistair Overeem, look at these guys who are like Yeah, but I'm like put them all on it. I like, put them all on it and let's have a bunch no. of murderers. Yeah, yeah. I because they were all better when so like you were talking about the Olympia, right? You want to see the best of the best. Well, you're talking about Vitor when he was at his best, he was juiced up. Alistair yeah. Overeem. When he was juiced up, let him go nuts. Yeah, I don't disagree. Put them but I'm all saying, on it. But I'm, saying, but I'm saying if I have two fighters that I'm looking at for GOAT status and one's natural and one's not, you kind of got to go, okay, well, this guy's killing everybody. And he's not taking nothing. So that guy kind of gets a nod, right? So do you think Daniel Cormier is better than John Jones, even though he never beat him? I think I'd like to see what John Jones looks like without taking steroids. In theory, but he's had more clean tests than he has negative tests. John Jones' shittiest fights were after USADA took over. Yeah. Right, and so, so it's your argument with the Olympia where you want to be entertained. No, 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 that's not what the argument is. You're saying, what is John Jones or Daniel Cormier? And all I'm saying is, I don't know what John Jones looks like natural, except for his last three fights, which were his worst fights. So I'm like, 
yes, he's still better than Daniel because he beat him when he was natural, but he's not that impressive after fucking USADA came into play. His most impressive fights were when he was fucking on juice. He might have been clean when he was 23 and the very first one, right? Maybe. I don't, I don't believe that. Both his brothers play in the NFL. It's like fucking they're just giving him some shit on the side. They're like, here. Are you go. saying that NFL players take drugs? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying now? <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more. Uh, can you talk about choosing a coach? What you looked for in your first coach when you know it's time to move on? What red flags to look out for? Let's just do what red flags to look out for. What's the most important thing to, to not, when you see it, you're like, I better not go that way. Because I think the, mo- the most important thing to me anyway, when I'm choosing a coach is that I, we have the same mental approach. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest for me, for sure. Yeah. The, the, one of the biggest things for me is communication. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been on the, I, I've worked with a number of high level coaches and if you say that all their knowledge is equal, it doesn't matter how good they are if you can't get that knowledge from them. True. Yeah. I mean, communication is obviously going to be just the fundamental thing in, in successful of any sort of relationship, whether it's coaching, personal. It's like I got a red flag that's really, really bad that we've actually encountered recently. If you tell a coach you have an issue and the coach is like, suck it up, that's a red flag. Depending on what the issue is. If, is. if yeah. you're like, if you're like, I'm tired and he says, suck it up, then suck it up. Shut the fuck up. But if he, if you're like, Hey, I've lost 20 pounds this week and I feel really weak and I'm not strong anymore in the gym. And I, and he's mentioning all, and you're mentioning all these things and the coach is like, suck it up. That's kind of a red flag because your coach should not just ignore the fact that you've lost strength. You've lost so much weight and blah, 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 blah. So I think if your coach is telling you to fuck off, when you're having real issues, not, not bullshit issues. That's a red flag. Yeah. That's just negligence. Yeah. Yeah. It's just somebody who doesn't want to do any extra work. So, but I don't know any other red flags, anything that comes to mind you guys, when you, you find a coach and you're like, he, I don't, I shouldn't work with that guy because I feel like there's a lot of shitty coaches out there. Yeah. yeah I, I tell you what, when a coach makes a change, and it's, uh, this is more in a prep, right? If a coach makes a change or gives you a refeed and then doesn't ask you to send pictures the next day or, or a, see a response from it, they've just given you a cheat meal because out of, they, they pulled it out of their ass. And yeah. look, if you're giving someone, especially, you know, from eight weeks out, I'm wanting to see the body's response, right? I'm trying, I'm game planning for peak week, if you yeah. want to call it that. Yeah. I want to see how does your res- body respond when we give you this? Okay. You're full, you're flat, you're holding water, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then I'm tweaking and watching what the body does in the subsequent days after that meal because it yeah. all matters, you know? Yeah. At, at any level, I think. I, that's why my coaching is a flat rate, right, for everyone because I try and treat everyone the same. doesn't matter what. Whether you're a pro, whether you're an amateur, I want to be involved and tweak and tinker. And I think if you're not assessing... Like when you once you're inside six weeks, you're doing check-ins every few days, right? If you got coaching, they're like, oh, once a week is fine. I'm like, once a week, especially for a, a bigger bodybuilder, you know what it's like. Your body's changing. Day. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot's going on. It's if you, you get inside through like five weeks out, four weeks out. If My, your coach isn't, if your coach isn't watching what's happening, yeah, how can they? Like they, they they can't predict what's going to happen in the final few days or hours of the show. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it changes that quick. So to me, that's a red flag, but you won't know that until you get there. So, um, yeah. I, I keep seeing this question. I was going to ask Ben Chow versus Rami in a fight. Who wins? <laughs> Rami. Yeah. I think ben, I think you could beat Rami in a fight. I think a seventy percent Rami beats Ben. Forty <laughs> <laughs> percent. I think Ben wins. I, I, I think Ben wins. I can only imagine how hard it is to. Yeah, I can't. I can't fighting. I don't think. I think that would be impossible. No, but like, even if he was tough, imagine the amount of endurance he has oh, at that size. Way too tired trying He'd to fight. He'd be tired after thirty seconds. Oh yeah. Distance control is everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make, make, make him move. Have to get you with one good one right off the bat, or you'd be done. Yeah. Uh, how to deal with being tired when you have to train or do cardio? Suck it up. <laughs> the red flag. That. That's the red flag. Six, six, six hundred milligrams of caffeine, and don't worry about the pump. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> no, there's no answer to that, is there? There's no fucking answer to that. No, when you're tired and you got to train, go fucking train. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the two hundred or three hundred milligrams in in a pre workout should be enough to get you going. Like, yeah. if I've been tired before, I drink a pre workout, three hundred milligrams of caffeine, I'm fucking good to go. Like. Yeah. Do you think there's anything other athletes can learn from bodybuilding and vice versa? Yes. That's a very in-depth question. That's a long question. Let's I think you can learn from everyone. Yeah. If you're, and you can and should learn from as many different places as you can. What can we learn from football? Nothing. <laughs> what can we learn from fighting? Nothing. What can we learn from basketball? Nothing. No, okay, but oh, you're, you're you're going way too direct. I mean, there could be mental. I'm being I'm being an asshole, but I'm being serious too. But like, there could be mental things we could learn. Like, maybe a fighter has you know good things on mental preparation before fight, because obviously the mental game of fighting is going to be fucking gigantic compared to most other sports. I, I, I tell you what, here, here's things, what we can, we can learn for sure. Here's what we can learn from fighting: we have to make weight or or diet down and then walk out on stage in our pants. They have to make weight and diet down, dehydrate, and then go punch each other in the fucking face. Yeah, but they get to rehydrate and eat for a fucking day before. Oh, so do we. We're hey, carving up. This is a simple answer, and you guys probably know more about fighting than me. Why is it, and is this because you can maintain better strength and energy throughout the entire camp? Why is it that fighters and stuff like this do way more rapid, drastic cuts than like we do where we like lose like two pounds a week for 20 weeks? I just think they don't, they're behind the curve. I don't, I don't know that either. I've thought that like myself. Also, they just do like crazy sauna, fucking dehydration, try and drop 20 pounds in like yeah. fucking four hours. We're like, yeah. yo, you could have just dieted off two pounds a week for 10 weeks, bro. Like, yeah. well, Jared, Jared Kanir did that. He dieted yeah. down so he didn't really have to make weight. He was yeah. just at weight. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot, a lot of it is if you are just at weight. So say you're fighting at two hundred pounds. What well, I know it's not a weight class, but say two hundred pounds, right? Is your weight, but your actual two hundred and twenty, and then you dehydrate to two hundred. And you come back up, but, you're fighting two twenty. But the next time you're two hundred and twenty, whereas the guy that diets off the body weight yeah. makes two hundred pounds without dehydrating. The next day is two hundred and two pounds. Yeah, so yeah. I've, got 18, I've got 18 pounds of body weight to throw at you and it makes a fucking difference that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah that makes a lot more sense than what I said yeah no you're right <laughs> uh, okay one more top five supplements and top five supplement brands minus hostile we're not going to answer that one hostile is the top five brands that's all <laughs> uh, is it possible to stay at pro level without using trend yes yeah right? of course did this guy uh francis this guy's name's francis francis we don't use trend 
all the time, every day. Not every pro uses trend, correct? I mean, yeah, Chris cool. Bumstead will win Olympia this year using no trend. Yeah, it's really weird that, that that's actually like a thought that somebody had, that not, he thinks not, every not pro if, is on trend. Not if Logan has anything to do with it. <laughs> Logan Franklin coming for the win. <laughs> okay, one more good one. Would you rather be able to put on 4.23 pounds of solid muscle every time you eat over 20,000 calories in a day or grow back all your hair, but you lose one of your fingers? <laughs> what? Grow back all of your hair. Well, I still got a pretty decent head of hair, so I'm okay with this yeah, question. I want yeah, the muscle. I think that's directed at you, Fod, because... I don't want to lose my... I don't want to lose a finger. I'm fine. I don't care. I look good bald. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you look good bald, yeah. So, yeah, that's a shit question. So, aside from the hair... Why is it 4.23 pounds of solid muscle for 20,000 pounds? just trying to be funny with a very hilarious. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up because Ian's yawning. So I just got the yawn stay. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. It's all good. I'm like tired. I just like keep yawning. Like It's all right. Yeah. It's because you're uh, in the Olympia house. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm still baffled by the fact that you live in a house with two Olympia winners. Well, okay. They don't, Chris and Cordy don't live with you. Yeah, but you're friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was just here because her bolts were going to train. You yeah. were, were going to wrap it up and I started relaxing, so I'm about to piss myself. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll, talk to you, I'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Right, see you guys. Later. Bye. Bye.